On today's show, we talk to Sharisa about her extra large trip to Disney World. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 166. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today I talked to Sharisa about what I call her extra large Disney World trip. And I call it that because she did two days of travel both ways, nine days in the parks, two days resting. It was a huge trip. And on top of that, it was not only her immediate family, her husband and her kids, but also parents, her sister, her brother-in-law, so extended family as well, and they did a ton. So I'm not going to talk too much here in the beginning, but I will say there's a lot here. So head to the show notes if you want information because we talk, uh, you know, common things for right now like Tron, virtual queues, she did a split stay, Pop Century, and Saratoga Springs. We also talk Das Pass, Rider Switch, Capture Your Moment. She did a photo shoot. She did a dessert party, minivans, walking paths, Flower and Garden Festival, so much information. So this is a long one, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Hi, Sharisa. Thank you for being on the show. How are you? I'm great, Julie. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's talk about your trip to Disney World. You went on a long trip, too. What were the dates that you guys were at Disney? We were... On Disney property, um, May 21st through June 2nd. That is a long trip. How yes. many park days did you do? Our group did, some of us did nine and some of us actually added a day and did 10 um, once they got there. Um, but we started off with nine, nine day park hopper tickets. Okay. So it sounds like it was a big group who was going. Um, how many people were in your party? We had eight people total. Myself, my husband, we have two kids that are three and eight. I have my younger sister, she's in her 20s, and her husband, and then our parents um, who are in their 60s. So, okay, so an extended family trip. So, a big, a long trip, and, and a lot of people. So, this I always like to ask when it's like big groups and longer trips and stuff was there one person who was in charge of planning, or did each family? kind of want to do their own thing for the trip? Yes. So I did all the planning. My mom did most of the like purchasing part of the trip. So she, she covered a lot of the cost for everyone. Yeah. So it was like her gift to us um, for the most part. And then since I've been on multiple trips, I did a lot of the planning for her. So it was kind of her and I working together of like, what she was wanting us to do as a family and those kinds of things and helping her like what her kind of vision for it was and making sure everybody was all on the same page. Okay. You said since you're the one with the Disney experience, it sounds like you go mm -hmm. regularly. Is that true of everybody in your group? Are you guys all Disney people or is that just like you and your family? So my husband and I are kind of the main Disney people that kind of drive everyone else to want to go there. Um, we have taken, I believe this was our fourth trip or fifth trip um, for just our little immediate family. And then my mother and my sister, and my brother-in-law have been on one previous trip with us in November of 2021. And then for my dad, this was his first trip completely. So he was the one that had never been. He was the newbie, your dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So everybody had, with the exception of your dad, at least a little bit of Disney experience. Yes. Um, with that many people, where did you, where were you guys staying? 
So we did a split stay. Um, the first six nights we stayed at Pop Century and we had three individual rooms. So each individual family had their own room. And then we moved to Saratoga Springs for um, six more nights. And that one, we stayed in a two bedroom villa altogether. Okay. Did you, for Saratoga, did you book directly through Disney for that? We actually did. Um, there was a fairly good discount out from Disney at the time. So we actually compared renting points versus paying cash with Disney. And it, the prices were actually pretty close. And so my mom liked the flexibility of booking directly with Disney in case she wanted to change rooms or cancel part of it. So that's what we opted to do. Yeah. If the price is similar, that's definitely the way to go. If you're renting DVC points, first of all, you have to pay a hundred percent upfront. So like you're out that cash imme immediately. There's no like budgeting over time, um, which isn't the case for Disney. Uh, and you're right. If you need to make any changes, switch to a different resort, change your dates, Obviously, if you book with Disney, way easier. If you're renting points, you're pretty locked in. Once that reservation's made through DVC, you are locked in. Um, okay, where are you? Do you guys all live in the same area? Where are you guys all coming from? We all live in Oklahoma. Um, we live in a couple different cities. So originally, we were all going to drive, um, and then my parents and my sister decided, like three weeks before the trip, they wanted to fly. So they ended up booking um, in flight out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they actually booked through Breeze Airways, which I know is like a newer airline. Oh, I've never heard of I've never heard of them. Mm -hmm. They I believe they're like an offshoot of JetBlue. Um and so they have a nonstop flight, which is really rare for where we live. Um you almost always need a connecting flight. So they ended up booking through there and they actually flew out the night before. So they arrived on the 20th at Pop Century. However, they didn't arrive until like one in the morning. That so is the trade-off, like really... right? With that nonstop. Yes. <laughs> and so we decided not to do that flight because flying at like midnight with kids did not sound fun. So we went ahead and still drove. So it's a two-day drive for us. And so we left on Saturday and arrived on Sunday. So that's even longer trip for you guys. A two-day, that's a lot. Where did you stop mm -hmm. along the way? On the way down, we stopped about 30 minutes south of Atlanta. So the first day we did a, like two thirds of the driving so that we could drive less the second day and get there by like one o'clock so that we could have like a half a day to do some things. Oh, that's a brutal drive though. <laughs> okay. And a, you said a three-year-old and an eight-year-old. So I see a note in here that you guys rented um, a scooter and a stroller. Can you talk to us a little bit about the like where you rented and that process for like getting the scooter, getting the stroller? Yes. So the scooter was for my dad and we rented that through Gold Mobility. Um, that was just based on like research. That's the first time we've ever rented a scooter. So we just did a little bit of research on reviews and like who we thought might be the best one um, for him. So we rented through that. And so they were there that morning to pick that up on a Sunday morning when they dropped that off. And overall, the scooter worked really good for him. We had no issues with the battery or any of that. So that all worked out well for him for the trip. And then the stroller, we rented through a couple of different companies. This time I chose Scooterbug just because I didn't want to have to meet anybody at the resort. Okay, for so what did that the scooter? What did that pickup look like then? So 
from what I understand, Scooterbug is the only company that Disney allows them to actually leave the scooter with Bell Services. And so it had, I set it for like a few hours before we were going to arrive to be delivered. And so it was actually waiting at Bell Services. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we were able to just go over there and give them our name and they had our stroller and we were ready to go. So that worked out really well for us this time. I will say the stroller itself felt like it wasn't as good of condition as some of the other vendors I've used. Oh, interesting. We had some trouble like folding it a couple of times and things like that. Like I think it may have just had a little more wear and tear, but it worked out good for us and it, you know, fit the need that we, we had. So. Okay, great. So you guys arrived then. um, Let's see. So around, you said it was like noonish on that first Mm day. Did did you guys all arrive at, at, I know sometimes driving that kind of a distance can be, um, you know, you run across some unexpected (laughs) uh, stops or, or whatever. So did you guys actually, did everybody make it around noon on that first day? We did. Um, we got up and left about five. We were just excited to get there. So we were motivated to, to get there. Um, so we got up and we made our drive. We actually even stopped at um, Sam's in Ocala, Florida, which is like an hour outside. And we picked up some groceries for our group, um, which was challenging because we had very little space left in our car. And so we wedged all that <laughs> stuff in there and made it to the resort. And the main, like, issue we had when we got there is because my family arrived the night before they all spent the first night in just one room together at pop since they arrived so late and so um we i went to the front desk because we had requested two of the rooms to be connecting and then the other one to be just close by and where they had put them they didn't have the option of connecting rooms and so i went to the front desk and tried to see if they could help us with that. And they were super helpful and friendly and they got us moved to a a different building to where we had all of our rooms together. And so my, we had a connecting room with my parents, which I wanted because I knew that the the kids would want to go back and forth to the different rooms and I didn't want them running outside every time. (laughs) So um, they were able to accommodate that, which was great. Yeah. That's, that's really great. They they will guarantee connecting rooms if it's like a family that has small kids and you need two rooms. But when it's a situation like that where it's like grandparents, they don't always guarantee it. They do try their best, um, but they can't always guarantee it. So I'm glad to hear that they were able to do that. So you don't, like you said, have a three-year-old running outside to go see yes. their grandparents. Yes. And so it worked out really great. You know, they they worked really hard you know he had to spend like 30 minutes on the phone trying to get it figured out but they were able to get it worked out and you know they said well they're still cleaning them so we weren't sure how long that would be but it was within about 30 or 45 minutes that the room was ready so it was way before like the actual you know stated check-in time so we were able to kind of and um, we got a couple carts and we moved all of our stuff back and forth across the resort. It was a little hectic, but we got <laughs> situated pretty quickly and it worked out good. Okay. So once you're situated, um, what what's your plan for day one? Are you heading to any parks or are you guys exhausted after traveling? No, we were ready to go. I actually find that driving is less exhausting for me than flying, but I know that everyone's different. But for me, I was, we were, you were ready. The kids were excited. Okay. So, so where are you going? And can I, can I ask too, are, 
are you guys planning on doing everything together or because you've got younger kids and, uh, you know, your sister, it sounds like your sister um, and brother-in-law don't have kids and obviously mm-hmm. grandparents. Um, are you guys planning on splitting off or are you going to stay together the entire trip? So when we were pre-planning the trip, the kind of idea was we would spend the mornings together. So get up, get around, go to the parks in the mornings. And then as the day progresses, it was a little more of like what everybody wanted to do, what fit their individual family. Because for us, our kids need to rest, you know, but everyone kind of could do what they wanted after that. So that was kind of the tentative plan of like the first three to four hours every day, we would do something together. And then after that, because we had park hopper tickets, it was a little more of like in the evenings, people could do kind of a little more individualized things. So that was kind of the the tentative plan we went in with. Um, so we, that day we had a dinner reservation at Garden Grill for like 440. So after we got settled, we went ahead and head, headed to Epcot. And by the time we got there, we didn't have much time to do anything else other than straight head to dinner. So that is what we did. And we got seated pretty quickly. And with being a group of eight, I mean, I was able to make a reservation for eight. So that was nice. I didn't have to try to, you know, split it. Or, or, or split yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had our dinner and it was great. We've eaten there before um, and we always like it. I enjoy Garden Grill because I feel like it is less chaotic than a lot of other character meals. It's quieter and you're not in like a giant grand room where there's just tables everywhere. You feel we were in the lower level in like a really large booth. So we all sat together in a large booth. And so it felt good that it was a little more peaceful, I feel like. And, you know, a little bit less chaotic. So that's uh, one of the reasons I'll agree I like with you. I'll agree with you on that as far as um, the character dining goes. I wonder if it's because it's not in like an echoey room. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the mm-hmm. like the circular layout maybe. I don't know because it's rotating. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Okay. And was there it any was... – sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, we thought the food was really good. The characters were great. It was fun because we had my dad sit on the end. And, you know, at first he was just like kind of, you know, being a typical grandpa, I feel like. And we kind of got the characters to like give him hugs and like talk to him and stuff. (laughs) And he kind of came out of his shell a little bit. And so I thought that was fun Um, because, it, you know, with it being his first time at Disney, I think he didn't really know what to expect. So, um but yeah, overall, I think that it's a great meal. And like I mentioned, I, I feel like if you are a family that needs a little bit more calm, but you want to see characters, I think it's a good option. Okay, that's a good tip. Were you guys planning on doing anything after dinner? I know, again, travel day and you've got a three-year-old with you, which often throws a wrench in any sort of plans that you might make. Yeah. So what is your evening looking like? So after dinner, my dad went ahead and he wanted to head back to the resort. So he took off on his scooter and that will be a trend you will see in this trip. I think he he learned that he had his scooter and he could kind of do what he wanted a little bit. So if if he was tired or something, he would just kind of do his own thing, which was fine. Um, We all actually got a lightning lane, a DAS lightning lane to ride Soren after dinner. So 
we went and did that as soon as we finished up our dinner. And I did write, it was a 20 minute wait at the time. So it wasn't super busy. Um, so we got on that fairly quickly. Okay. Um, you said that you used um, DAS. So can you talk to us a little bit about the process of getting the disability pass for the parks? Mm-hmm. So you can pre-register for it before your trip, or you can actually get it when you're there if you go to, you know, the blue umbrella people. Um, and so I pre-registered for it. Um, I've actually used it on a previous trip as well. So mine was technically, I think, a renewal and not a like a brand new registration. But you have a video chat and you just talk with them about kind of your needs and um, the reason that you would need to utilize that system. And they work with you. And if you're approved, then they help you kind of get it all set up and ready to go before the trip. So once you're there, you're just, you know, able to, if you pull up a ride in the app, it'll let you know what the return time would be for that. So it's usually the same time as the wait minus about five minutes, I believe, is what it normally is. Is and the so, renewal process different than somebody who's new to using DAS? I feel like it was about the same. You use the same video chat feature. I think the only thing that was different was they get on and will do a chat with you before the video part starts. And it'll basically ask if it's a renewal or if it's a new one, I believe, is that is how it went. Okay. Um, all right, so you guys decided to do Soren minus Grandpa, mm -hmm. <laughs> who took off yes. in his scooter. Um, all right, so just why don't you walk us through the rest of your evening? All right, and then I actually did get virtual queue for Guardians that morning. Um, a lot of our party, my husband and my son and I rode it on a previous trip, and I will say I know everybody loves that ride. I find it a little intense personally. Um, we we rode it like I mentioned previously, and my son who's eight was like, mom, I'm never writing that again. It was just <laughs> way too intense. Um, and so it was one of those things where I think it's a fun ride. I just, it's like a once a trip type thing for me personally. Um, not like an every time I'm in Epcot, I have to do it. So, but I went ahead and got that. My sister and brother-in-law are way more into thrill rides than anyone else in our group. So I knew that they would want to ride it. So I went ahead and got it for the entire group in case somebody wanted to do it, but it ended up just being my husband, my son, my sister and brother-in-law who wrote it. Um, so we headed over that way. My mom, my daughter and myself did went through connections and creation shop while they were writing guardians. And we just kind of hung out and waited for them. They wrote that. And then we headed off towards world showcase after that. Okay. So, Are you guys hitting the festival? We we did a little bit of looking. We mainly looked at a lot of the merch. We went through the Odyssey building and looked at some of the merch and stuff. But because we had already had dinner, nobody was really feeling like any food booths or anything. So we kind of just started making our way around World Showcase. We knew that we didn't want to stay for fireworks and get caught in the crowds. So we wanted to make sure that we were out um, before that. So we went about this time we made it to Germany and I remember this specifically because it was right at eight o'clock and I didn't realize that the quick service in Germany, the the summer fest, it closes at eight. So my kids wanted a pretzel from there. They love anything that's a pretzel. Mine too. <laughs> and we were <laughs> yeah. And we were going to get um beers in Germany, but it had closed. And so 
we kind of looked around Germany a little bit. We went to the Carmel uh, store. I don't really ever remember how to pronounce that place. Oh, but. I mispronounce it every time. Like I could say it now and somebody will be yelling that I'm saying it wrong. Caramel Kusher, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'll let you, you know, I'll let the you caramel one. one. Yeah. The caramel yes. place. Yeah. <laughs> so we went through there. It wasn't very busy. There was only a few people. I've been by there before where the line was out the door. So I always uh, mobile actually- order that one for that reason, because often the line is out the door. And so you mobile order and it's that one's always very, very quick for mobile order. Yes. And so we went through there. We got a few treats. Um, everybody picked up something to take back to the room. And then my husband did find like an area in Germany that ha- did have beer. So I'm sure that it was still available. They weren't going to, you know, <laughs> cut everybody off that early. So right. we grabbed a couple of beers um, and then we did, we rode Remy's. So after we rode Soren, we got a return time for Remy's. And so we headed over there to ride that. Okay. Um, is that kind of round out your evening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we you guys doing the, the Skyliner or are you driving back and forth? Oh, no, we use the Skyliner. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I know that it can be polarizing, but we love the Skyliner. It is, we feel like it's so convenient. I don't know that it's polarizing anymore. I think when it first opened, you get a lot of people who are like, you can't get me up in that thing. But I, I don't know. The gondolas have been around forever. And I don't know if you've spent any time in Colorado, but like that's they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're like identical to the ones that they use in Disney World. So it's like if it can go up a mountain, you know, like yes. I, I think it can handle getting around the parks in Florida. And I don't know that I've heard anybody recently say that they dislike it. I think it was before it opened. People were nervous about being that high up. <laughs> but yeah, it's so efficient. And it's so quick and easy. And just not... The pure fact that you don't have to fold your single stroller. Yep. I mean, it's for me, that is the worst part of Disney transportation when you have a stroller is having to fold it and like get all of your stuff off of it and all that. So we, uh, yeah, so we went out the International Gateway around that time, the fireworks were starting. So we were trying to get in line for the Skyliner before the crowds came. Um, But we also got to watch some of the fireworks from the Skyliner, which I've done a couple of times now. And I think it's so neat. It's just really pretty. I agree. And you avoid the crowds. (laughs) Yes. The fireworks crowds. Okay. um, So let's talk about your second day. Are you guys, are you rope droppers? Are you sleeping in? It can be hard with a big group Mm because often not everybody's going to agree on when they want to be up and out. So how are you guys handling mornings? In general, we are more morning people, I would say, than evening people. Um, We would try to do rope drop most days. However, we would always get there a little bit after the park, kind of open for early entry, never right right at the beginning. Um, But for the most part, we try to get up and get out of the room and get there, mainly because of the heat. We wanted to get a few hours in before it got too hot each day. So this day, we were at Magic Kingdom in the morning. So we got up, um, we got around. I didn't have what time we got to the bus, but the buses were running. And we got into the park, I think, right around the time early entry started. Actually, I think it was a few minutes before early entry started. And we wanted to get a couple of pictures in front of the castle. So we made sure to get in line and do that before everyone got hot and tired as the day went on. So we did that. And then we got went over to the early entry point that is the bridge that goes in between 
Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where they'll so hold we, you hold you off until mm-hmm. early entry begins. Yes. And I think we got there kind of right when it was starting because the line was moving, but it really wasn't very crowded. I felt like I've, I've been where it's been a lot more crowded different times of the year. And I felt like in general this week, the crowds really weren't too bad. So we headed over that way. We wanted to ride, the kids wanted to ride the teacups. So we rode those. Rope dropping the teacups. That's, I know. <laughs> that's what happens when you go with a three and an eight year old. You're like, yes. we're rope dropping those teacups. <laughs> exactly. And so luckily you can get on and off them pretty quickly. Um, so we did that. And then we actually had a return time for Peter Pan. So we walked over that way to Peter Pan. Okay. I was going to ask if you guys are using Genie Plus or is this DAS? This day was just DAS. Just we did end up okay. buying Genie Plus a little bit later in the okay. trip. Okay. How about um, Tron? Since we're at Magic Kingdom today, does anybody yes. have interest in Tron? And did you try to get the free virtual queue at all this morning? So this is very unlike me because I'm such a planner, but I had actually was so busy in the morning getting around. I forgot to get the virtual queue. Oops. So we got (laughs) to the bus stop and I was like, oh no, I forgot to get it. So I ended up buying an individual lightning lane for my husband and my son. Um, My son was so excited for Tron. He watched a lot of YouTube videos and things like that before the trip. And he was just really pumped. And so I was like, I really want him to be able to ride it today. The rest of the group wasn't interested in buying an individual lightning lane, which was okay. Since we had a longer trip, we knew that we'd have other opportunities to ride it. So I only bought it for those two. And so we, I did end up buying it. And luckily there were still a lot of options for the morning. So um, I was able to get that and have that slated in for a little bit later in the morning. Okay, good, good. I'm glad that worked out. So I don't know how busy the parks felt. And obviously, we'll get into that like as the day progresses. Um, You can talk a little bit about crowds. But sometimes when it's super busy, even purchasing an individual lightning lane for a new ride like Tron, like if you forget first thing and you go and check it like 8 a.m., it's like, oh, shoot, they might not have any. So I'm glad that that worked out. I mean, like you said, it's a longer trip. You had more opportunities. But, you know, when you have an eight-year-old who's so excited about this new ride, you don't. You don't want them to miss out. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I totally get it. But I'm glad you were able to get the individual lightning lane. Um, were you planning yeah. on um, riding in the morning? I know you said you had park hoppers. Is Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. the only park you're doing? Did you have a lot of options as far as time for Tron? So we went ahead and did. I think we had like 1030 to 1130 was our time window that I booked. Um, but just in general, like our kind of park touring strategy is we get park hoppers and then we do one park in the morning, we take an afternoon break and then we do a different park in the evening. That's pretty much the standard kind of way we've done it. I like to do, I actually like to do that too. (laughs) I -hmm. need that, that break when it gets hot. I know not everybody needs to, to stop and, and take a break. There are people who can power through. I also am not one of those people. I like to take no. a break and then do a park in the evening as well. So yes. I'm with you with that it plan. Just, it it works for our family and everybody stays a little bit happier and gets a little less cranky. Yeah, that's, you know, that's as the trip goes on. The so. most important thing, right? <laughs> yes. It's a vacation. It should be fun. So that's kind of 
as you'll see as we keep going, that that's basically the model we use for every one of our days. And so that that's kind of how we like to do it. So Okay, so right now everybody's still together. The whole family's together. Mm-hmm. You're in fantasy land. Um, so yep. are you just trying to knock out as much of fantasy land as possible in the morning? Yes. So we like I mentioned, we went and did Peter Pan. Um, and then we went over and did Small World. And then at this point, my dad decided to go drive around. He wanted to like look around Magic Kingdom. So he kind of took off. He did his own thing. We walked over and did cinnamon rolls at Gaston's. That's another thing that my kids really like. So we try to squeeze that in every trip. And then we wanted to do um, the Journey Little Mermaid ride. Um, It was down. So we decided to take the train from Fantasyland to Frontierland. And we went and rode Pirates and we used a return time for that. Okay. And so we're, again, we're using the DAS pass yes. for this. And, and so, I did write down, it was a 35 minute wait at that time. So it was a little, I feel like that's a little busy for pirates, but not, not too terrible. For so. first thing in the morning, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did How did crowds feel? It really didn't feel that busy this day. I think that it got a little bit busy around lunchtime and then we, you know, we weren't there in the afternoon. So I wasn't sure how the crowds built as the day went on. But. Yeah. I'm looking at my calendar here at the dates because, um, you know, I have no sense of time whatsoever, but it looks, so this is like the week before Memorial day. Yes. So I'm guessing crowds probably weren't too bad because we're still early in the week. This is Monday, the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm guessing, my guess is that as we get further into the week, we might see more elevated crowds, but maybe mm-hmm. not so much at this point. Does that sound somewhat yeah. accurate? <laughs> okay. Yep. We rode pirates. My dad met us over there so he could ride pirates. That was one of the rides, like pre-trip, he was really interested in riding. Um, we did that. And then it was time for the lightning lane for Tron. So we walked to, all the way to the other side of the park. And so everybody's still sticking together, even though not everybody's doing every ride. Yes, for the most part. My sister and her husband went to ride Space Mountain. They're the only one in our group that will ride Space Mountain. So they went <laughs> to ride that while my husband and son went to ride Tron. And then I was with my parents and our youngest, and we were going to go to Cosmic Rays just to get some air conditioning and like take a break while everyone was doing that. So that was kind of the plan. Um what happened was, is once my husband and my son got up to Tron, my son decided he did not want to ride it. But oh, no. It looked too intense. Oh. And so um, my husband called me. And so I went over and met them to grab my son. And so I sent my brother-in-law over to use his lightning lane that we paid for. Because I was like, we paid for this. Yeah, like, somebody's somebody using should, it. Yes. Somebody <laughs> somebody's riding. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I really don't need to ride I was like no you should I paid $20 yeah you do need to ride it yeah (laughs) you do need to (laughs) so they went and did that and then we all kind of met back up at Cosmic Rays and um, after that we all headed out to take a break it was about 1230 or so and so everyone was ready um, to have like some pool time and some rest time yeah right because that's you know when that's when crowds are starting to really roll in and that's when the heat is starting to really roll in what did so you said it was your husband your husband and your brother-in-law who rode tron yes what did Mm -hmm. they think and especially your brother-in-law who really wasn't interested in riding it at that point was he like oh no that was great did he what did he think 
he wanted to write it. He just didn't want to pay like the individual lightning lane. Yeah. So and I get like, that. I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. And so they both liked it. Um, my husband did say he was like, I think it might have been too intense for our eight-year-old. He, our son is not, not like a huge thrill ride person at this point. He's still a little, a little timid. And so they both really liked it. They said that the launch was faster than they thought it was going to be. I also by surprise. was surprised by, like, I knew, I was like, there's a quick launch. Like, even knowing and, like, tra- like bracing myself, even I was like, whoa, <laughs> at first takes mm-hmm. off it's it's fun but you're right if you're not um it, it, the, and i feel like the rest of the ride really isn't all that intense it's that that initial launch mm-hmm. like that really gets you and so if your eight-year-old can do coasters but is maybe a little timid maybe into some of the other magic kingdom seven dwarves mind yes. trainers you know that's more their speed this you're right this might be too mm-hmm. much um, and my husband and I have ridden Hagrid's at Universal. And so that was the thing we most compared it to because it was kind of similar. I do feel like Hagrid's is be- better. Um, Hagrid's is better. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just is. It mm-hmm. just is. And I can't exactly put my finger on because I did ride Tron later in the trip, which we can get to. But I can't really put my finger on why it's better or what's necessarily different about it but that's just my I can tell you let me oh let me jump in okay so I think with Tron it's it's almost it feels almost like gimmicky because it's the seat the seat is the thing that Mm -hmm. makes it so unique and different if you did that exact same ride in just a regular you know roller coaster car with like the harness you'd be like well that was quick you know, the quick is in like short, like it's a short ride. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, Hagrid's has s- multiple surprises. So like, yes. yeah, the seat's different, but that's not like the only thing that makes it a different ride. Hagrid's has multiple surprises that the first time I wrote it, I, I screamed because I was so surprised mm-hmm. at a couple of points. So that I think that's really what it is. It's more than just like a gimmicky seat. Hagrid's yes. and that sounds like I'm saying Tron's a bad ride which is not at all what I'm saying it's it is a fun ride but you know it's the seat alone can't make a ride I guess is my point anyway I agree and the seat was awkward I mean there's not really any like <laughs> yeah. other way around it like I got in there and I was like first I was like am I actually like secure in this thing first off and then second off I was like this is kind of uncomfortable so i'm glad this isn't a very long ride yeah i so a friend filmed me the first time i like got into the seat and you can see like the awkwardness where i'm like am i doing this right am i sitting correctly it's weird the first time you get in it if you have the opportunity to do the practice seats i would say do that because i didn't do the practice seat the first time and i wasn't sure what i was supposed to do and then i felt stupid so. mm-hmm. and i think that that makes the ride like the lines longer because when i was watching everyone get on those it it's a slow loading ride that poor cast member like, yeah it yeah. <laughs> has to be like pull the bars pull the bars pull the bars mm-hmm. over and over and over again to get people to yeah. lock their seat in <laughs> yep yeah sure. okay so you guys are heading back to Pop Century. Um, yes. Are you, are you doing a pool break then? Yes. So we did the pool for a little while. Um, the first few days of our trip, it was really stormy every afternoon and evening. And so um, we actually ended up kind of 
changing some of our plans in the evenings based on the weather. So we did the pool for a little while. It ended up closing because of the weather. So then we headed back to our room and rested. Um, so I'll jump into the evening real quick. It, it was storming. We originally had a Roundup Rodeo barbecue reservation. However, we were kind of looking at the forecast and I was like, if it's storming, like, are you guys going to want to go? Cause I need to cancel this if we don't want to, you know? And so everyone kind of decided they would rather have the flexibility and not be locked in. So I ended up canceling that in the early afternoon, um, which was a little bit of a bummer. Cause I know it's new and I wanted to try it, but yeah, I would rather just no, I, have the flexibility. I get it. It's disappointing. But if, if you know that like your family goes, you know, every other year or something, you can always try it next time. Um, I think learning to be flexible is a big part of a successful Disney trip because Orlando weather can be um, surprising at times. And you never know when you're going to get a thunderstorm or a downpour or a hurricane for that matter. So, yes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Being flexible. Yes. So what we ended up doing was my sister, her husband and my dad actually ended up going to Epcot that evening. Um, They wanted to head over there and kind of do some things and stuff like that. And then my husband and I took our eight-year-old son to Hollywood Studios. And then our three-year-old stayed back in the room with my mom. She was napping and didn't really, she was really tired. So it was raining and they didn't want to get out in the rain. So that's kind of what we did. We all kind of split up. You um, never wake a napping three-year-old. That's like no. parenting 101. <laughs> no, especially this early in the trip. It's like, just get your rest. And and even for my mom, I think it was good for her to have a few evenings of downtime, you know, to where she wasn't going hard all the time. So that's kind of what we did. Um so we spent most of our time in Galaxy's Edge. My husband and son love Galaxy's Edge. My son loves doing the bounty hunting there. So we did some of that. Um, we got blue milk, which is like his favorite snack. Talk about the bounty hunting. You need the Magic Band Plus to do it. So my husband and my son both have the Magic Band Plus. Um, and so they do that. They you can use your phone with the Play Disney Parks app, but you don't have to. Um, you can only use the band. So in Galaxy's Edge, there's a little area where you check in with your band and you scan your band and it'll kind of give you like a bounty or like a character that you have to try to find. And then after that, it's basically like kind of like a game of hot and cold. So it flashes green if you're heading the right direction or it flashes red if if you're not. And um, there's like these like fake door areas in Galaxy's Edge that you go up and scan your band. And if you find it, it'll turn purple. And then you go back to that same area and you kind of redeem your your bounty that you've collected and you get credits. And that's kind of how the game works. Okay. How long does it take to... I've actually... I've seen this, but I've never actually done the Bounty Hunter game. And I was... I'm thinking I might on my trip next week do this with my son because he's a big Star Wars fan and this seems like it might be right up his alley as well. So how much time do you have to devote if you want to play this game? It sounds kind of like a scavenger hunt kind of game. How much time do you devote to it? Um, You can really spend like 10 or 15 minutes um doing it if you just redeem like one because you can only do one at a time 
And so, and what we kind of do is we will walk around and like look at the stores or like grab a snack while we're playing it. So um, we're kind of like circling the area while we're doing it and looking at other things and stuff like that, which my son would probably prefer if we just did bounty hunting, but that's kind of a compromise. <laughs> You're of like, slowing him down when you stop I to know. look at stuff at the stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can break it up in small, small increments of time. So we would do it for like 15 or 30 minutes and then we would move on and do something else. And that's kind of how we do it. Um, over, it sounds like, like a, a- a good way if you've got somebody in your group who maybe wants to do like Rise of the Resistance and somebody else doesn't, you know, like a good way or like Slinky Dog or something, a good way to like spend some time if you are waiting for somebody on a ride that maybe you don't want to yes. do. Yes. Or if you're just waiting, you know, if you just have some downtime. And the good thing about Galaxy's Edge is it's not super spread out, I feel like. So you are doing a little bit of walking back and forth, but it it doesn't feel like it's like an insurmountable task. Right, so. right. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So you went bounty hunting. You got some blue and green milk. Yes. <laughs> what else are you guys um, doing? We while we were doing this, we had gotten a return time for rides, and so we were waiting for that time to come up. So that's kind of what we were doing to kill some time. And so we went and rode rise um during that time. And then after that we went and grabbed some dinner at at Woody's lunchbox. One of my um, favorites. Yes. And that's what my husband had mentioned. I had asked him if he had anything specific he wanted to share. And he said that he felt like the food is just really consistently good there. And every time we go there, it's it's feels feels a little chaotic. Yeah, that's the downside. <laughs> that's the down. They need mm-hmm. more seating or something. I don't I don't know. It's I feel like it's always fighting for a seat. And it's always yes. chaotic, but I don't know where they would even add seating. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And it was but... actually raining. I found it surprising because it was raining kind of lightly to moderately. And, you know, the umbrellas still worked as far as keeping people dry. So we were able to eat outside and it wasn't a problem. So we did that. And then we just did a little bit more bounty hunting and did some shopping kind of in Galaxy's Edge. Um, my husband wanted to go get some of his like crystals and parts. I know your husband. Yeah. That stuff too. Um, uh, from, yes. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> he wanted to buy the new like Sith Wayfinder thing that came out. It's like in a box. So you don't know if you get a white one or a black one. I'm not really sure. Yeah, That's I don't know. If I Kurt was here, I would it. ask him. I have no idea. But he would he would come here and be like, oh, and then explain it to us. And yes, both of our eyes would so, roll back in our head. So, yeah, <laughs> we did. So they did some shopping. And then in the the Star Wars store that is over by Echo Lake, that's not like I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I don't remember what that store is called. The one next to Star Tours. No, the one that's over. Oh, the one on like on that main strip over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the name of the store too, but yeah, it's on like that main entrance strip of of shops and it's mm-hmm. like the the corner one by Echo Lake. Yes. So, we went in there and they had all their like pre-built lightsabers were all on sale and so there was like so many people and they're just buying all of them off the shelves. It was insane. But my husband <laughs> bought the dark saber, so he was excited about that. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, so he picked that up, and then 
that was really the evening. It was starting to get more stormy and we were worried the Skyliner might close. So we were like, let's get out here. So we headed out. Okay. Um, what do you know? How late did you stay at the parks? Do you know about what time it was when you guys made your way out? It was probably around 845, maybe closer to nine. Are you guys, do you, um, tend to do evening shows or anything? Or are you typically out before evening shows? Just in, yeah. in general, I'm curious. We, we like the evening shows. My son is not a huge fan of fireworks as far as the, the noise of them, but he will watch them. Um, and that actually is something that for me personally, I really wanted to watch Fantasmic. I've never seen it. Um, our very first trip, we missed it. And then this trips after that, it had been closed. It's and been so, closed, yeah. Um, and we actually never got to see it. So that was oh. one of the, the things from the trip that I did not get to do. Um, but it was had been raining and we were wet and we were just kind of ready to go. We had Animal Kingdom the next morning, which is always an early park. And so we knew we needed to get back to the room. So understandable. Okay. So you said next day is Animal Kingdom. And yep. I'm assuming then that you guys are getting up early since you said yes. that you like to, to do that park early. So what's mm -hmm. your morning look like for Animal Kingdom? We actually wrote down some times for this one. So we got to the bus at 740 and we got to the park and through security by eight. Um, it actually was like a later opening this day for it. So I think early entry was, was at 830. So it was only open like nine to seven this day, which I thought was strange. But it helps so if you want to sleep in, in though, right? Because <laughs> you can yeah. still rope drop, <laughs> exactly. but not be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> yes. So I wrote down that the tap styles opened around 8.15. So we had waited for about 15 minutes just to even get into the park. So we made it through that area. And then we had a capture your moment session booked for 8.30. So we headed straight to that. Oh, cool. Okay. So capture your moment for anybody who doesn't know, it's like a private photo shoot that you can book. Um, yes. And I've done it. I thought it was well worth the money personally. Now, it's well worth the money if you have Memory Maker. If you don't have yes. Memory Maker, you have to you just you have to add that on because otherwise you have to buy photos individually, which are insanely priced. So um, yes. talk to me. I have not done it at Animal Kingdom. I did it at Magic Kingdom. Talk to me about the experience and the options that were available to you at Animal mm -hmm. Kingdom for this photo shoot. Yeah. So. I opted to do Animal Kingdom for this because I felt like it would be easier to find more quieter spots to do photos where Magic Kingdom, I feel like is just very chaotic. Um, so that's one reason we did that because we really just wanted to get some family photos with just kind of like lush landscaping type type things. Um, so we met them outside of the gift shop that's, you know, right by the Tree of Life. And there was two uh, photographers that came. Um, we only had to book one, like, like one session because it's a max of eight. So if you have more than eight, I think they make you book two sessions. They prices. do. Or if you want it, it's 20 minutes. If you are like, well, we need at least 30. It's like, all right, you can book two. Then you have to book back to back. It's interesting. They, yes. they had two photographers though. When I did it, it was only one photographer. Yeah. So the second guy that came along, he didn't do a lot of actual like shooting of photos, but he was kind of assisting the, the photographer that was maybe there he was helping. earning his ears. 
maybe like he might have been be. in training or maybe he this is like the first time he's done mm-hmm. um you know this type of package well yep. regardless you got two photographers which is never a bad thing yeah so he kind of asked us what we were kind of looking for what kind of photos and things like that and i had mentioned that we just kind of wanted foliage and like around the tree of life area i love those trails that go through there and nobody ever goes there so i just really like it yeah there's so many hidden hidden areas in animal kingdom now i know with magic kingdom um when i did it you could only do really um in front of the castle and then they had one spot over um like behind Tony's for Magic Kingdom. They recently opened up Fantasyland, which is like a whole like you have to book that one separately. But they're pretty strict on where they will go. So when you say like, well I knew there were a lot of open, you know, trails and stuff that are kind of quiet, were all of those available to you or did they tell you like, all right, you can just pick from these, you know, three spots? Like how did that work? deciding where the photo shoot is because they don't let you go just anywhere like pandora they won't do Mm -hmm. like stuff like that so did they give you a list did you talk about it ahead of time how did you know like where you could pick for your photo shoot yeah so we didn't specifically request pandora so i you know I, i didn't know that it was even off limits honestly but i knew that that would be full of people anyways and so we were just trying to find some areas that were quieter So he didn't really have like specific. He basically just said that with the group that's our size, we probably should stick to about two to three different spots because of time. So of getting the group to move and all those kinds of things. So I had just told him like, if there's any that have like a waterfall or specific, like, you know, just areas that he thought would look good with the lighting and things like that with the sun in the morning. And so I I didn't have like anything super specific in mind. It was more of just like whatever he thought was best. And so I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, you're the professional. Mm -hmm. You're here every single day. You know, the best spots. I trust you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, you know, it was a little bit of more of just trusting that they kind of knew where the best spots were. So we took off towards the tree of life and kind of went around the backside of it and did a few photos there so we just did you know the whole group and then we would split off and do individual families and things like that my three-year-old was not in the mood that day for photos so she was in a few but then she was missing from some of them because she was not in the mood but we just kind of made do and (laughs) Uh, ah three-year-old everyone says terrible twos i don't know about you i think three is worse than two (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah oh So we did a few, but he did a really great job. So he knew that we weren't getting a lot of photos of her. So when we were walking between spots to take photos, he was actually just kind of like taking photos of her walking and looking around at like different things. And those actually turned out really cute. So that was nice. And they did a really great job. So we did a few around the Tree of Life. And then we actually headed over towards Asia. And there is like this little white little temple-y looking thing it's kind of small but he said he likes to take photos there too so we went over that way and took a few photos and then he actually spent a little more time with us than it was even scheduled and I kind of was letting him know like it's okay like we know that we're running out of time but I think he was just trying to make sure that we got like you know some really good photos and towards the end we had 
both of our kids just sitting on a rock kind of talking to each other. And he stayed a few minutes later and just took photos of them doing that, which turned out really nice since the younger one didn't participate a lot at the beginning. So um, yeah, overall, it was a great experience. And I that was something my mom and I had talked about before the trip, because we did buy Memory Maker. I told her, you know, I think it would be a worthwhile thing to do to get some you know, photos of all of us together and stuff. And so it was, it was great. I completely agree. I felt that that was 100% worth the money when I did it. And the next time I can manage to get like my entire family to go, I, I plan on doing it again, maybe at a different park. It is totally worth the money. And I had a similar experience where the photographer was like, I'm going to stay with you a little bit longer. Like we went over our time a little bit because we were in Magic Kingdom and the parade came through and so like I was holding my daughter so she could wave to Tinkerbell. And so like she stayed with us and like took photos of me and my daughter like waving to Tinkerbell and watching the parade, just some candid shots. And so those photographers are amazing and they go above and beyond. So I'm glad that you had yes. a similar experience um, with it. Mm -hmm. And doing it first thing in the morning is good too. Before everybody's sweaty, everybody still looks yes. fresh. <laughs> if it's everyone's still in a good mood and everyone looks fresh when it's first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was probably, you know, you're kind of missing some of that good park time right away. But that's another reason we chose Animal Kingdom just because there's not as many rides and, you know, not as much things that we felt like we were going to do there. So we just kind of felt like that was the best place and time to do it. And it worked out great. So we wrapped that up and, you know, it was from like 8.30 to 9. So the park was really just opening for regular guests by the time we were finished. And so it still worked out pretty well. And we had gotten a return time for Flight of Passage. So once we finished with that, we headed over oh, to ride perfect. Flight of Passage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get your photos and then you're still hitting like the the big ride in that park. Yes. And that is my son's favorite ride. He he loves Flight of Passage. And so he was just really pumped for it. Um, so we had to do rider swap because my daughter still isn't tall enough to ride it. So, you know, that whole process, even with, you know, using a, the lightning lane, it still takes a while um, to get everybody through to ride it since we were doing rider swap. So we did that. We grabbed some snacks um, from Pongu Pongu. Um, we got... A couple of people in our group got breakfast items that they have there that early. And then we had like the night blossom drinks and we got those. And then once everybody was finished there, we headed over to Africa to ride the safari. And so we headed that way. And I will say it was getting really hot really fast this day. Like it was only, I think by this time it was about 1030 and we had had, this was one of our pre-booked um, DAS selections so that you can pre-book before your trip. So that was the time window that we had you know, set aside for that. I so swear we Animal Kingdom's always 10 degrees hotter. I don't. It must just yes. be in my head, but it really feels like it's always 10 degrees hotter. Um, can you talk to us really quick about how pre-selection works with DAS? Mm -hmm. How do you pick a ride ahead of time? How does that work? Yeah, so once you're through the initial like approval process of DAS, you can immediately go into like a second chat window where they basically will pull up where all your park reservations that you have and what days those reservations are on. And they'll kind of ask you, um, you know, is there a certain time windows or certain rides you're wanting to do? Not every ride is eligible for a pre-selection. So some of the more popular rides 
in some of the parks you can't do like flight of passage or frozen the big or, the big ticket you know, yeah yeah the big ones um and so you kind of can just let them know like i'm going to be there in the morning and these are like the two or three things we would like to do and they can pre-book a time window for that for you um and then that kind of just ends up being more like a kind of a genie plus lightning lane time where it gives you an hour time window and it's already kind of sitting in your day do you get one one per park reservation or one per day like that you can pre-select two two per day Mm -hmm. okay and how two per day how far in advance do you get to book these it's between 30 days in advance and two days before. So if you're like a day before, they won't let you do it. Okay. So it's yeah. It's, that time I just talked to somebody um, yesterday who said she was like by the time her meeting DAS ended up being like a last minute mm-hmm. thing, like something happened and they needed it. And she was like, I wasn't able to pre-select anything, um, but she didn't know what the time window was. So that's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, is that when I did it, they told me they could only do seven park days at a time. So they would only let me do the first seven days. And then they had said, you can kind of get back on here and do the last like two days that you have reserved. But I, I didn't because I just didn't think I needed it. And in previous trips, like sometimes those time windows would work for us and sometimes they wouldn't. So sometimes we wouldn't even use them. I do think the interesting thing with those pre-selections are since they're already in there and queued up, if the ride is down, they do turn into multi-experience passes if the ride is down during that time window. So that has happened to us several times. Yeah, similar to like a Genie Plus lightning mm-hmm. lane. Okay, yep. um, so you guys made your way through Pandora. What is the rest of your morning looking like after Flight of Passage? Yep, so we headed to the Safari for that booked time window we talked about. and. It was also interesting because my dad had his scooter. We went through like the the second lane that where they were able to drive their scooter up all the way. So there's actually like a separate loading area for some people that are in wheelchairs that I didn't know even existed because that was our first time. So we went that way and loaded through the kind of the accessible area. So we rode the safari. After that, we went and had dole whips from the stand that's in Africa. Um, And then by this time, we were all pretty hot and tired, and we had another Animal Kingdom day planned, so we thought we would head back to the room and take a break. The pool was calling for you. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so back to pop, naps, pool, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, So what are your evening plans then? I assume then you're hopping to a different park. So where are we going this evening? Yeah, so... Originally, we were planning to do Epcot this evening. Um, However, there was like severe storms this night, like torrential downpours, um, just like really bad weather. So my parents decided to stay back in the room. Everyone kind of wanted to relax and do their own thing. So my husband and I, we ended up making a reservation for Steakhouse 71 for us and our kids. Um, oh, like a last you, you managed to get a last minute reservation. Mm-hmm. That one could be tough to get. Um, sometimes waiting last minute's the way to go, though. That's cool. You were able yeah, to grab, was, yeah, last minute reservation. There was, and it especially because we only had it for four people. It was just us going. <laughs> it no makes it much really easier than go. eight. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and luckily we had a car, so 
we were able to drive over to the contemporary and have dinner and we kind of looked around the contemporary some and we promised our kids a ride on the monorail after dinner so we went and had dinner at steakhouse 71 it was really good that was our first time eating there and everybody liked what they had the steaks were good our son even got a like a kid's steak and he really liked that um and they had the little ice cream sundae kids desserts which they thought was really fun so we we did that and then we did the monorail ride afterwards we were we had the goal of like getting off at like polynesian and looking around and stuff but we were kind of tired by this point so Best we just laid kind plans. of rode it around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We rode it around and then went back to the contemporary and got our car and headed back to the resort. <clears throat> okay. So time to sounds like everybody was melting, whether from the yeah. heat or from the the rain. Everybody was kind of done for the day. Mm-hmm. All right. So day four then. Um, what park are we going to? Yes. Yeah, so we had Hollywood Studios this morning. This day we did end up buying genie plus it was 22 dollars per person this day um because we had the combination of hollywood studios and magic kingdom i kind of tried to encourage everyone in the group i was like this would be a really good day to buy it just because these two parks i feel like you get your most like the most bang for your buck yes yes okay so what was the strategy then because you have das and you have genie plus um, and like you said, these are the these are the two parks where having Genie Plus is going to be um, probably the needed the most, I guess we'll say. Like these are the ones with the biggest rides, the biggest crowds. So did you have a strategy for Genie Plus and DAS? Um, a little bit, yeah. So we I got on and got it, you know, at seven o'clock and I made my first selection for 9.30, we did Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, I really was just trying out of like the several bigger rides, just trying to find the one that had the earliest return time to get. So that is what we did. Um, we did have a couple of like DAS pre-selections. They were for Toy Story Midway Mania and Alien Swirling Saucers, which that one, you know, is a take it or leave it for me. But we did have that <laughs> option if we wanted to do it. Right. So, so was Genie Plus then, were you thinking like we'll stack later for after 2 p.m. and then use DAS more so for Hollywood Studios while we're here? Yes. Well, so we knew we would want to ride Rise of the Resistance. And even with utilizing DAS, like when it has a 90-minute return time, you know, you can only use DAS one at a time. And so we knew that, that our DAS would be kind of like, utilized for that and we, so we used the genie plus to kind of fill in the time frames gotcha. to write that yeah so we headed into the park um we had a lot of like logistical challenges with our group this morning everyone for some reason could not stay together we had to take two skyliners because we have a scooter and a stroller and we all got hung up like in different areas on the skyliner route and stuff it was just kind of a mess but we were all able to meet outside of the theater for Mickey and Minnie's right around like 9, 9.15 and get everybody settled. And so we were able to go do our first lightning lane for that. Um, and a lot of the people in our group, so my sister and her husband weren't able to ride this last time we went. So it was pretty new to like half of our group. And so they all really liked it. Um, that is my three-year-old's favorite ride. She calls it the Goofy Train. And so... <laughs> 
That's what I'm going to start it. calling it. The goofy train. Yeah. <laughs> she loves it. Um, so we did that one. And then as soon as I tapped in for that, I booked a lightning lane for midway mania because I was able to get it for an earlier time than our kind of pre-selection time that we had. So I booked that one. And so after that, we headed over and did midway mania as a group. Um, and then after that, we kind of split off a little bit. So my husband and myself and my son made it Oga's reservation before the trip to take our son to Oga's. He's never been. So we thought he would like that. But I just felt like that would be a really hard place to take a large group. And so I kind of was, I kind of pulled everybody. And I was like, if you really don't care to go, like, we'll just go just us three. It'll be a little bit easier. Now, so, let me ask, had you been before? Have you been to Oga's yes. before? Okay. So you... So you understood, like you fully understood, because you are 100% correct. The three-year-old would not like it. And with eight people, it would be challenging. Yeah. It would be challenging. So yeah, I think you mm -hmm. made the right call. So I had asked my parents, I'm like, if this isn't something that interests you, like, you know, you could probably just sit it out. So that's kind of what we did. We all kind of split off. I think my sister and her husband went and rode Tower of Terror my mom and my dad had our three-year-old and they, I think just went and had like a snack or something. I don't know exactly what they did. Um, and so we took our son to Oga's. He thought it was really cool. He did not understand why we had to stand because, you know, his feet were tired. And I was like, sorry, like, there's yeah, just a lot of feet. I've been there a number of times and I've never gotten um, like one of the booths ever. Mm -hmm. I'm always standing at the bar every time I go. So, Yeah. yeah. So we had a couple, uh, my husband had the, is it the Yub Nub that you actually get the mug that you get to take home with you. It's a really nice mug. So that was kind of fun. And then we got a couple of like the, the fun, like non-alcoholic drinks and stuff like that. The one note I did put on here is there was like no dry ice in any of the drinks. So I know we've been previously, and I know a couple of them, they would have kind of like dry ice or something in it that made it like bubble and stuff. And they didn't have it in any of them. And I know like the people next to us noticed it too. So I don't know if that's something they've taken away or, or if they were just temporarily out. You know, what's funny is Kurt knows the guy who made the, the dry ice like machine that they use specifically mm -hmm. in Galaxy's Edge. I will ask him. I'll maybe he knows yeah. <laughs> like if there was an issue with that or if they just happened to be out, out or for whatever reason. Yeah. And it wasn't no, like I'm a curious. Huge deal. I just I knew my son would think that it's that was like cool really though. You see, cool. it bubbles and yeah. it's and it looks like it's mm -hmm. smoking and yeah, no, mm -hmm. it totally and especially with an eight year old, you want to see that effect. It's fun. Yes. So I did make that note, but it was great. Like our server was great, and you know we weren't in there like very long. I know that there's a time limit, but we were probably in there like max thirty minutes, and then we had headed out. So. Okay, were you meeting back up with everybody at after this, or is everybody kind of on their own for a while? We met back up with my parents that had, you know, our daughter, and we all went and ate at ABC Commissary for lunch. We wanted some air conditioning, so we were like, let's pick somewhere inside. And so we ate there. My sister and her husband, they went and had Ronto wraps. That's what they wanted to do, so we kind of split up for lunch. Um, the food at ABC commissary was great. We, most people had like the tacos and the kids meals were great. So we really didn't have any, anything to complain about or anything of note really there. Um, and then by the time we finished lunch, it was our return time for DAS was, um, coming up. So we headed over and rode that all together. We wanted to, 
um, make sure my dad got to ride it because he, you know, it's his first time. And so I knew he would think that that was really fun. So we rode Rise and that was great as always. Um, and then after that, we were ready to head back and take a break because um, we we had a dessert party at Magic Kingdom in the evening. So we knew we needed to go get some rest. Okay. So dessert party. Let's talk about that a little bit. There are multiple dessert parties at Magic Kingdom. Which one did you guys pick? We did the pre-party with the garden seating. I have done this party like three times now. Um, I am not a big fan of the fireworks crowds. They tend to oh, I know. make me yeah. feel a certain way. Yeah, same, um, same. <laughs> and so our previous trip that my mom and my sister had came on, we had done it also and they all really enjoyed it. So we knew that that was something we wanted to do again. Um, so we had planned pretty early on in the trip to do that. Okay, so you knew this was a crowd pleaser for your group. You knew everybody yep. liked it. So for you guys, and you don't want to deal with the fireworks crowd. So well worth the money no. for you guys. And the whole yes. the whole group did it? You're all eight people? Did so it? we had planned for all eight. My dad wasn't feeling great that night, and he was kind of tired. So he actually stayed back at the resort. Um, but all the rest of us, all seven of us went. So Okay. Did you do anything in between? I didn't mean to jump right to the dessert party. Yeah, so... No, you're fine. We took our break and then we headed to Magic Kingdom probably around five ish. Um, it was raining again. <laughs> that it was kind of rainy weather. So we got all of our little rain gear on and we headed. We ran, went ahead and went to Casey's Corner and got kind of got like a snack for the kids and just a little bit before they got all sugared up on desserts. And so, <laughs> right um, before they get an endless amount of desserts. Yes. So we went and did that. Um, and then I had a couple of lightning lanes stacked. So we did Buzz Lightyear, um, Space Ranger spin, and then we headed to ride the Little Mermaid ride. Um, it's my daughter's one of her favorites. And so we went and did that. And then after that, we wanted to go by the Tron gift shop. And there was a few things that we had wanted. My son wanted to get the little action figure that rode on the light cycle, the remote control I one. That I was like, saw that. How does that work? I like could not figure it out looking at. I was like, how does this work? Is it like a like an RC car kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah, like, so it I felt a hundred years old looking like when yeah. I was there looking at it in person. I was like, how does this work? <laughs> he originally wanted to do like the identity program action figure, but after I had saw like some of the like videos and stuff of people that did it I just didn't feel like it was really worth like the money it's would expensive. pay for that yeah 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 and so he opted for that one instead that was like the thing he had picked out pre-trip that he was most interested in getting and so we went and picked that up for him and uh, my husband bought a few pins and stuff like that um in there and so, so we did that and then we headed to check in for the dessert party and kind of kicked all that off so let's um, talk about your experience then with the dessert sure. party. So I know you guys enjoy it. Um, you've done it previously. Have mm -hmm. you, is this, do you guys always do the same one, the pre-party or have you done any of the other ones? We've always done the pre-party. Um, that's kind of what seems to work best for us with having like younger kids. Um, yeah. Rather than so doing the desserts after the fireworks. Mm -hmm. you do the desserts before the fireworks and then you go out to your yes. um, roped off fireworks 
yep. viewing. Yep. So the desserts were pretty much the same as the last time we did it. Um, except for the previous time they had them like decorated to the 50th. But now that that's over, they're kind of more just like standard. Um, everybody liked everything that they had. It was, it was really good. Um, so we did the desserts and then we headed out to the viewing area. And I will say compared to previous dessert parties we've had, the viewing area was really packed. Um, we had a really hard time trying to find like a, a area for all of us to sit before it started. That was the, when I did uh, like a month or two ago, it was very similar. I was surprised for something that you pay so much per person. I was surprised mm -hmm. at how many people they had packed into the, like the roped off area in the hub. It, it mm -hmm. surprised me. So I don't know if they're just selling more tickets for it now than they have previously, but I've done it a couple of times before. And this time was the most crammed that we were, had been. It was still a good viewing spot. And the good thing was we were able to sit until right before it started. So that was nice, you know, versus like having to find a place and stand for 30 or 45 minutes. So, you know, that worked out well. And by this time the rain had stopped. So that was nice. Um, and were the kids able to see everything okay? They were. So we all kind of took turns holding the three-year-old um, so she could see a little bit better, but we all were able to see pretty well. Um, the biggest thing, and I thought this was weird because this has never happened when I've seen fireworks, is because of the weather, the clouds were so low that once the fireworks started, it got so smoky that it actually blocked a lot of the projections. Oh, wow. So in the middle of the show, um, which I had seen it before, so I kind of knew, but in the middle of the show, it was so thick outside that the castle was like dark through part of the show and then it took a while for it to clear and they kind of came back through which I thought was really weird which I know that's totally out of like Disney's control there's <laughs> nothing they can do about it but I just thought it was crazy because I've never seen it so thick like that yeah I've never I've never experienced that either that's mm -hmm. wow that's wild I think it was just from the weather and there was like there wasn't any wind that night to kind of blow the fireworks like smoke out it's like a crazy so, fluke thing yeah but it was great. Everybody loved it. Um, I'm not sure if I like Happily Ever After or Enchantment better. I know that that could be a polarizing. Oh, that is definitely opinion. polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And people uh, will tell you why you're wrong. When they exactly. have no issues telling you why you're wrong. I feel like Enchantment made me a little more like misty eyed than Happily Ever After did. But I think the projections in Happily Ever After are just so much better. Yeah. I like... Either way, I like that they do the projections on Main Street now. And I know you couldn't see that from where you were sitting for, for the VIP, um, you know, roped off seating that they had. But I'm glad that they added that for Happily Ever After. I think that makes a big difference for people who aren't going to, like, jam themselves <laughs> into the hub. Mm -hmm. Okay, so after the fireworks, are you guys sticking around or are you, like, just heading straight out with the crowds no we tend to wait a little while because the crowds are just like it's the mass exodus is crazy so we waited in that little viewing area for about 10 minutes to let some of the people kind of filter out and then um fireworks this night were at 9 20 and the park closed at 10 so there wasn't a lot of time um afterwards but we did get a desk like return time for mine train which my son loves so we headed over there and did mine train right before the parks kind of officially closed. 
And then we decided to head out. We walked through some of the gift shops and looked around a little bit and then headed out of the park. And it was probably like a little bit after 10 by the time we got out. Are you guys, did you drive or did you take the the bus from Pop? We took the bus. We enjoy Disney transportation, but we're weirdos. So, um, yeah, the really Magic Kingdom's the only one that can be difficult. And having a car is great for the other parks, but at the end of the night, Magic Kingdom, I probably would have done the bus as well, just because then you have to wait in that big long line for the monorail to get yep. over to ticket and transportation to get to your car. So mm-hmm. that's why I was curious. Yep we we just took the bus. The next day, what is this day? Five? Are we on day five now? Yeah, so this is a Thursday. Okay. And we're getting closer to the holiday weekend here, too. So yes, we are. Yeah, we'll see how um, crowds are looking. This day, we had planned a break day. We knew after, like, the Magic Kingdom night, we would need a break. So we all slept in until, like, 9 o'clock. The kids were really tired. Um, everybody kind of, for the most part, was doing kind of their own thing this day. So we had got up. And we took our two kids over to have breakfast, quick service breakfast at the Riviera. So we did that around 10 o'clock and um, had breakfast. And then the only notes I have about that is I just I think their breakfast is really good there. It's more unique than a lot of the other quick service breakfast on property. I Mm, feel like I've never had breakfast over there. What kind of what kind of food do they they serve? Have like the lemon blueberry pancakes that they make that are really good. And then they have their kind of like breakfast platter that they do. They serve it with like polenta and they also have like eggs and things like that. Um, and they have kind of like a sticky bun that they serve. We didn't get all of that, but that's kind of some of the things they have on the menu. Um, so it's a little bit different and it's kind of looks more like a little cafe inside versus like a giant like food court. So after breakfast, what do you guys do? Yeah. So, we kind of walked around the Riviera a little bit and I put on here that I saw like a lot of pixie dust while we were at the Riviera. So we had a um, cast member come up and they had a little bag that it looked like another family had made these and given them to cast members to give out to people. So I had a little note that said like something about having like a magical day and it said from like a family it had their name on it, which I thought was really cute. And it was just a little daisy like figurine. But the cast member brought it up and asked to give it to our daughter. And so um, she was so excited. You know, she, <laughs> she was, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, her day. So we did, we saw that. And then I also saw like in the quick service area, like a cast member came and gave a family a refillable mug that was like on Mickey. So Mickey had paid for it and things like that. So I thought it was really neat. Yeah. And so I thought that was neat. And then we took the Skyliner back to the resort and we had some pool time and some rest time. And then we got around and we had dinner at Boma this night. Okay. Uh, Talk to me about Boma then. Yeah, we've ate there before. We really like it. Um, Our son loves it. And he's kind of a picky eater. So he likes buffets because he gets to like try a lot of different things and it gives him more options. I feel like, um, so we had a reservation right around five. Um, so we got there right around the time they were opening. That's my preferred time to go because I feel like the restaurant is only like a quarter of the way full when you get there and it feels less busy, you know, versus eating like later in the night. So we met up and did that. Um, my dad 
and my sister and brother-in-law actually they had added a park ticket this day to their package and they went to Epcot in the afternoon. Oh, okay. They wanted to do that. So then how did they get to to Boma? Were they just taking buses then? Because you guys are able to drive, which is so much easier when you're when you have a dinner reservation at a different resort. It's much easier if you can just drive rather than like take a bus to a park and then take another bus to the correct resort. Yes. And so that worked out pretty well because with his scooter, that was one of the challenges of like, he kind of had to always take Disney transportation. So they were at Epcot. And so I told them just catch the bus to Animal Kingdom Lodge. So that's what they did. So we met them there. My mom rode with us in our car. And so that worked out fine. Um, So we had dinner at Boma. It was great. Everybody liked it. Um, I just, I, I'm not a huge buffet person in general, but I feel like that place is just, it's really good the exception. Yes. <laughs> and now getting back your mm-hmm. dad, cause I assume then after dinner, you guys are just heading back to pop. Yes. So did he take a bus to like Hollywood studios and then the Skyliner? How did he get back after that? So I actually called him a accessible minivan. Uh, okay. Good thinking. So I went ahead and did that and I just did it all on my phone instead of trying to get him to do it. So I had got them to come out and pick him up and my mom up and they went back in the minivan and then we drove our car oh, back. Oh, so much easier. Tended to work out. Did mm-hmm. you have any issues getting a minivan? Sometimes they can be tricky to reserve because there are only so many on the road, you know, and especially like the accessible ones. There are only so many mm-hmm. on the road and only so many of them have the accessible capabilities. Were there yeah. any hangups? Did you have to wait a while? This time we did wait a little while and it actually like made me kind of request it. It requested it once and it like timed out and then it made me request it again. And I thought that was interesting. And but when we he pulled up, I I kind of asked the guy, I was like, have you guys been busy? And he was like, no, it hasn't been very busy. <laughs> so I don't really know what happened with that. But that time we did have to wait like probably about 30 or 40 minutes. I think minutes it's, for it's a just there are just a limited number. Mm -hmm. I think that's all that it is. There just aren't that many out on the road. Mm -hmm. But that's I'm glad that worked out because that's so much more convenient than him having to take, you know, transportation to a park and then, you know, figuring out how to get back Mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. And at first he was like, oh, don't pay for that. It's fine. And I was like, really, it's not a big deal because you're going to spend like over an hour trying to get back to the resort if you have to like go back and forth on transportation. So. Yeah, I'm glad you did that for him. Yes. Yeah. So much easier. Okay, so you this really was a rest day. Often people tell me rest days and then it's like a mile mm-hmm. long list of things, but that makes sense because you have so many park days. You yes. you you need like a vacation from your vacation. So I'm yes. glad that you took an actual rest day. Um mm-hmm. okay, so day 6 then. Where are you heading and are you guys getting up early since you're well rested? Yep. So we were heading to Epcot this morning. We didn't get there right when at rope drop, but a little bit after, which was okay because it means the Skyliner lines were a little bit like less crazy by that time. Um, but, but yep. So we headed to Epcot. We went and we rode Soren um, first, and that's one of my son's favorite. I really like it as well. So we rode that, and then we headed over to the seas pavilion um we actually have missed this area on a lot a couple of our last trips so we wanted to make sure we went there 
so we rode Nemo ride and looked through the aquariums um, and did that. And then we kind of made our way around to all the construction walls and headed over to, we did the Honey Bistro um, food booth right around 11 when it opened um, and got a few things from there. I went over to the refreshment port, which is like really close to that and got the kids like chicken nuggets and French fries and I knew they wouldn't eat a lot from a lot of the food booths. And so was your goal kind of, this morning to try and hit some food booths for lunch? Mm-hmm. The adults anyway, the adult goal yep. was okay. Okay. Yep. So that was kind of our plan. My sister and her husband slept in a little bit. So they had met up with us um, around the time we were at the seas pavilion. So they walked over with us and we hit up those food booths and then my dad went over to the food booth in Canada and gotten like the scallops. And so we all kind of went a few different booths and tried a few different things. Um, I, the only notes I have on the honey bistro was I feel like everything we got was really well. We got the cheesecake, the flatbread and the chicken and waffles. But the thing about the chicken and waffles that I did not enjoy is that it was like dark meat chicken. And I didn't realize that whenever (laughs) I got it. So, which I know you don't eat chicken, but I used to, it, though. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the consistency of it was a little bit different than I thought it was going to be. But overall, I feel like it was all pretty good. Um, so we found a shady bench area over there and we all kind of ate the things that we went and picked up. Um, and then at this time, my husband and my son were they were tired today and they just kind of felt like they wanted to chill. So they actually left and headed back to the resort. And then my mom and my sister and my daughter, we went over, we got Dole Whips from the pineapple booth that was at Flower and Garden. And then we headed over and rode Frozen. Okay. So it turned into kind of a a ladies afternoon then. Yeah. Yeah. It did. So um, we went over and did that. And then we kind of just walked around World Showcase and looked at a few different countries and things like that we really didn't get any more snacks from the food booth we the thing about this trip was because of the heat I feel like everyone just didn't really feel like eating as much as like probably if we went during like a cooler weather time so I understand that completely um, yeah yeah I'm the same way and so we walked around world showcase and made our way back kind of by international gateway and by this time, we were all kind of ready for a break as well. And so we headed back to the resort to rest and just kind of cool off anything. before your evening mm-hmm. then. Okay, so what after you've rested and stuff, are you guys heading out to dinner? So I have to look back and see what our original dinner plan. I believe that my notes orig- here say Sebastian's Bistro. Is that where you guys ended up going? We ended up canceling that. Okay. Um, and so everyone, like I had mentioned, like I had planned some of these more like fixed price meals because I felt like that would be kind of like what a lot of our group would want to do. But as the trip kind of went on, like we got to a point where we're like, I don't think we can eat that much. Like it's just too much food. And everyone was <laughs> like, I would much rather just like be able to like eat something lighter and not not have these like heavier meals. And so we ended up canceling that one. I totally get it. What was the weather like this week? Was it really hot? It was warm. It was really humid. Mm. And so there was like kind of a little bit of a tropical like system type thing going on. 
So it was um, really stormy, like I mentioned, the first several evenings. And then we did get a break in the middle of the trip where the weather was a little bit nicer and uh, the humidity had dropped. So this was the day kind of the weather started to kind of transition into less rainy. Okay. So where did you guys end up eating, if anywhere, (laughs) on this day? Yeah. So... We kind of split up for the evening. Um, I actually wasn't feeling that great that day in the evening. And so my husband and my son had a appointment to build a lightsaber in Hollywood Studios this evening. And so they both went to Hollywood Studios um, together and kind of to do that. And I actually stayed back in the room with my daughter and my mom stayed with us as well. Um, so that way I could get a little bit of rest and they were still able to go to Hollywood studios and kind of have like, you know, their like guy time. Yeah. So, so they had some father son bonding time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you weren't there, but talk to me a little bit about building the lightsaber. Cause yeah. that's a, that's a big thing. I've done it. My husband's done it. I took my son mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, it's, it's like a whole thing. So, yes. um, talk to me about like his reaction building it and yeah. what he told you about it. He was super excited. So a previous trip, my husband went and built one and I went with him as like his guest during that trip. And so this trip, we had told my son like that he was able to build one. And so they had went and did that. My, I did ask my husband like notes on this and he had said that they had gotten a lot of new like parts in for the lightsabers. And so he said there was a lot of new options and Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know which one my son built because I don't <laughs> keep up with the Star Wars stuff that much. But um, he had sent me some photos of them doing it and stuff. And he had said that it was just really cool. And my son was really into like the like acting part of it and like the guide. Oh, it's, have in there it's a sh- like that. I mean, it's a show. It's it's an experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just when you do the droid, the droid build is just a build. It's busy yeah. and chaotic and people are going in and out and you're in a store. The lightsaber is a show and, you know, the, the people guiding you are mm-hmm. actors, I guess, is, I mean, they're, they're really, yep. they're really doing the part and they're really invested in the part. So it mm-hmm. really makes it an amazing experience. Yeah. And earlier in the trip, he had saw the kind of pre-built ones that they had in the stores and he was like, oh, I think I just want to buy this one. And we had told him, we're like, you really should probably just go build one because of the experience of it. It's like, if they're almost the same price, I would much rather you go and enjoy the actual experience of building one versus just picking and you one get exactly shelf, you what know? you want. Like you said, there are different mm-hmm. parts. Like you no, no two look alike. Like you're, it's all custom the mm-hmm. the entire thing. So the hilt, the blade, it's all custom. Yeah. So he really enjoyed it. And I, we were talking about when we get home of like trying to find something to like, so he can mount it on his wall so he can have it where he can see it. So people can't see, but we have video on and you can see behind me. I have two. (laughs) I have two Mm -hmm. behind me. There was one right up here. I was recording yesterday while we were recording. It fell. I have it sitting right here on my desk. And this thing is heavy. It crashed down in a ridiculous fashion while we were talking. But yeah. You can just get their like little plastic displays and you can buy them on Etsy too for not Mm -hmm. a whole lot. So I would check out Etsy for some, some displays for his lightsaber. If you guys haven't found one yet. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So yeah, he really enjoyed it. And I'm glad that he did that over maybe some other things we could have paid for. Cause I think that like, it was a good experience for him and he, he got to do that. So, and then I think after that, they, I had told my husband, like once he gets it to please go get photos with like the photo pass people in galaxy's edge. So they had went and got some photos taken with him and his lightsaber so we could have those. I'm glad he, you know, I'm glad he listened to you. That's one thing I regretted not doing after I built mine. I was like, mm-hmm. why didn't I go and take some photos with PhotoPass photographers in Galaxy's Edge? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you thought to do that and that your husband and son remembered to do it. Yes. So they were able to go do that. And then I think they pro- I think they did a little bit of bounty hunting and just kind of looking around. We spend, when we do Hollywood Studios, we spend a majority of our time in Galaxy's Edge. So it's just kind of like where we gravitate to. So they did a little bit of that and then they headed back to the room and kind of called it a night. Everyone's done for the day. Okay. Day seven. Such uh, this is so crazy. It's no wonder everybody's exhausted. Day seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Today is the day you're changing resorts, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have anything else planned parks, parks wise? Mm -hmm. No parks. Um, So this was kind of like a rest day, but we did have to change resorts. So we got up and we slept in a little bit. Um, and got up around like 8 30 or 9 and we all started like packing all of our stuff up and getting it together it was pretty like crazy chaotic I feel like but in like while it was happening I was like why are we changing resorts like <laughs> but it seems like such a good idea months earlier when you're planning mm-hmm. and then when you're zipping around in the morning trying to like where do we yeah. put our luggage suddenly you're like yes. why am I doing this so where are you so, guys moving to we're moving to Saratoga Springs. So we got all of our stuff packed up and we put a few things in our car, but most of our like suitcases and things like that, we took the bill services and had them move for us. So we went and checked all of our bags in with them and it was really smooth. It worked out really well. We had no issues with that. Um, and so the plan this day, because well, we had the scooter and things like that was have lunch in Disney Springs and then go to Saratoga after that way. It's like more of an easier progression of us getting there and then, you know, get to our new room. So we had a reservation for lunch at the boathouse. I made this reservation. I had two tables of four and I actually made it on open table um, versus through Disney because I was having trouble finding a reservation through Disney. Yes. A good Um, number of Disney Springs restaurants. If you can't get a reservation, through the app or the website Disney, you can go to Open Table. The ones that aren't Disney-owned restaurants in Disney Springs, you can often get reservations that way. So we went to check in for that, and I, you know, I wasn't sure how that was going to work out with getting seated together. But they had said, if you guys want to sit outside, we have a table for eight right now. And I was like, okay, perfect. And it actually wasn't very hot right now at this time, so it was actually really nice to sit out there on the little lake and have lunch and everybody loved their food it was really good um we all kind of got like a little bit of assortment of things we have most of the people in our group like seafood and things like that so um we tried a few different things and everyone liked it and it was it was a good meal so after that um we kind of walked through disney springs a little bit and headed to the the inn end where like the Christmas shop and stuff is because that's how you get to Saratoga Springs over at that end um, and went through there. So you're walking. Yeah. So we walked to the boat launch right there and we had gotten in line for the boat and didn't find out until the 
the boat captain showed up that the boat to Saratoga Springs was actually closed. And we didn't know that. So then we walked all the way to the lobby of Saratoga Springs, <laughs> which is a very far walk. Yeah, I was going to um, how about how long is that walk? I don't know miles wise, but I would say it took us a good 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Okay. I mean, that could be worse. That could yeah. be worse. It but... was just a little, little warm. Yeah. About like one ish, one thirty. Mm, yeah. And so the kids were hot, but, um, it really wasn't too bad. So we made it to the lobby, um, and kind of checked in to see if our room happened to be ready and things like that. We talked with them about, you know, where they originally had us in a different building. So we were in a non-preferred room. So, you know, there's different sections at Saratoga, depending on which category room you book. And so we wanted to be in the paddock area. Um, so they originally had us in a kind of a different building, but I had asked if we could be in a building that was closer to the pool and they were able to do that. So that was really nice. Um, yeah. So they were able to move us to a different room and it was probably only like 30 minutes. And we got the text that our room was ready. So we went to Bell Services and they actually already had all of our bags as well there. So that worked out well. And they at Saratoga, I don't know about other resorts, but they had like the golf cart people there because that resort is so big. And so they actually loaded up all of our luggage in the back and drove us over to our section. Yeah. You'll really see nice. that at a lot of like the, a lot of like the moderate resorts, the ones that are really spread out, mm -hmm. um, like the like um, Riverside or, you know, uh, Caribbean Beach, like those types of resorts that are just super spread out. That's where you'll see people mm -hmm. who can take you on a golf cart or help you with your luggage on a golf cart. Um, now, OK, so at Pop, you guys had three separate rooms. What does the room setup look like when you move over to Saratoga? Yeah, so we were in a two-bedroom villa. Um, my mom really wanted us to stay kind of together, which really isn't a big deal for our family. Um, those rooms sleep up to nine, so we had eight, so there was plenty of beds for everyone. Um, the room itself at Saratoga, I know it's been refurbished, and it was really nice. Um, they were really, like, well-decorated and very clean and all that. So everybody was really happy with that setup. Um, it had the Murphy bed in the living room, which was one of the things we were looking for since my sister and brother-in-law were going to sleep out there. Um, we were debating like Animal Kingdom Lodge, a villa there, but there's like the pull-out couches. And so that kind of helped us make our decision too. Um, so yeah, the room was really great. We were in the building right next to the paddock pool, um, which was nice. So we liked that. And so it is a very spread out resort and I think that it gets kind of a bad rap because of that, but I think it also probably depends on where you're at and where you're located in the resort because we were really close to the bridge that cuts kind of across the resort and goes right to the lobby. So I didn't feel like it was really that bad and I felt like the bus service wasn't really that that bad either. Like they do make multiple stops but the stops are really quick like they pull up and if nobody gets on they're out of there like they don't wait so so it's yeah it's a matter of knowing too like what's your preference do you want to be near a bus stop do you like mm -hmm. and and look at a map look at a map yep. so that you know what type of room to to reserve and what requests to make when you're at one For of the sure. resorts that are really really spread out so that's some good advice i agree yeah i think you just have to do a little research search. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So are you guys just, is it pool for the rest of the day then? 
Yep. So we ordered some groceries to be delivered to the room since we had a kitchen. Um, we went and did a little bit of pool time and just kind of relaxation time. And we made dinner in the villa that night. Um, so we ate there and just kind of got settled. Now that we had a washer and dryer, we were doing like a lot of laundry and getting some stuff like that done. And that was really the the bulk of the day. So. Okay, great. So another for real rest day, it seems for the most yep. part, I mean, changing hotels can be a little stressful, but for the most part, an actual rest day. Um, all right. So then day eight, we're on day eight. Now we're heading yep. back to the parks on this day, yep. right? So where are you guys going? We are going to Magic Kingdom this morning. So I did write the bus times down this morning because I know a lot of people ask about like the buses for Saratoga. So we got picked up at the paddock bus stop at 823 and we arrived at Magic Kingdom at 841. So I really didn't feel like that was that bad. That's no, that's not bad at all. You know, there have been times when I've just stood and waited for a bus for 20 minutes. mm -hmm. So getting on the bus into the park in about 20 minutes is that's great. Yeah. And we were kind of in the middle of the internal bus loop. So there was still two stops after we got picked up. So I felt like it was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On this day, are you guys doing Genie Plus again, since it's a Magic Kingdom day? Or are you only relying on DAS? We opted not to. Um, there was like some debate, especially because this was Memorial Day weekend. So it was Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And I had kind of told everyone it was going to be a lot busier. Brace but yourselves. One of the reasons, yeah. yeah, one of the reasons we didn't um, was because we had a breakfast reservation at Crystal Palace, so we knew that was going to take up some time that we wouldn't be able to like utilize Genie Plus, and so we were just prepared that like we may not do a ton of rides depending on how busy it was. Yeah, Crystal Palace, time-consuming restaurant. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, did you do anything before? Crystal Palace. Yeah. Okay. We headed in um, and we headed back to Big Thunder um, to ride that. And this was pretty much right when the park was opening. So the wait time was only like five or 10 minutes. So we actually rode that twice in a row. Um, everybody rode it once and then kind of the people that wanted to ride it a second time did. Um, our, my kids like that ride. The three-year-old was tall enough to ride 40 inch rides this trip. So she really liked it and wanted to ride it again. So we rode that twice and then we headed over. We had a return time to ride Pirates of the Caribbean. So we headed over there to ride that. And then after this, it was time to go check in for Crystal Palace, which was at like about 1020. So we went and checked in for our breakfast reservation. It was all of us with the exception of my sister and her husband. They didn't really feel like going that morning. They were kind of taking it a little bit slower and wanted to just kind of walk around and look around. So we headed to Crystal Palace. Um, the food was really good. We've eaten there before. Um, and we've always thought it was really, really good for kind of what you get. I think it's just the, you like the unique ability to see like the Winnie the Pooh characters there. Cause you can't see them in a lot of places. And so, and for like our youngest, that's kind of right in her wheelhouse right now. So you know, the character interactions were great. They were slow, like you mentioned, like the characters coming around. We were kind of done, but waiting, you know, for the last like one or two characters towards the end. Um, you really, if you're doing that one, you have to make sure you set out mm-hmm. at least a couple of hours. That is a, t- a time consuming meal and, yep. and character meet. 
The interesting thing about this time that we went is I haven't done a later breakfast time before, but we actually like did breakfast and then they transitioned to lunch. So uh, a couple people in our group were able to go get lunch items off too. So they kind of liked that. So they were able to try like, yeah, that's nice to do that late breakfast. You get a little bit of both. Yep. So uh, we did that. And like I mentioned, I thought it was great. Um, And it was just nice to kind of sit down. And I feel like still enjoy being in Magic Kingdom because you have good views and things like that, but like not be in the crowds. So definitely. All right. Where are you guys going after? And how long were you there? So we were there, I would say, definitely 90 minutes. And it was kind of one of those scenarios where everyone kind of started to filter out. And like, I was a little person waiting for the check, you know, (laughs) everyone was like, okay, we're ready to go. Yeah, it definitely took a little bit of time, but we were prepared for that. I feel like we, we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into with that one. Okay. So where are you going after breakfast? Um, we just went and walked through some of the shops, um, and kind of made our way out of the park. We were wanting to do some pool time and the kids wanted to check out the newer, the pools at the new resort. Cause they were different than, you know, the pools at mm, yes, century. That's right. That's right. Cause you've changed resorts now. Yep. So we headed back to the resort and we did some rest time and a little bit of pool time. The only other thing I was going to mention about Saratoga was one of the things I liked about that resort and specifically in the paddock section is it has a splash play area that is, you know, very much like a lot of the ones at other deluxe resorts. Um, But that is kind of where that one is located in that section of the resort. And it was actually closed when we were there. Um, I think something was wrong with it because there was like people out working on it. Um, So that was a bit of a bummer um, for us, but the kids still really enjoyed, you know, the pools and stuff like that. But it was closed while we were there. So that was like a little bit of a letdown. Other than that, how did the pools compare? Like, did your kids have a preference having done quite a bit of swimming at Pop and now at Saratoga? Did they feel one was better than the other? Um, I think the difference that, I noticed and that my son noticed is that at pop, you know, their main pool is massive. It's huge. And then at Saratoga, there's more pools, but they're smaller. So like when we went to there, they did like that it was zero entry. Um, So that was nice, especially for like the three-year-old. She liked the zero entry area. It's easier for her to play. Um, My son will not do the big slides. Now, other people in our group, like myself, my husband, my sister, we all did the bigger slides and they were really fun. But for like our eight-year-old, he didn't really care about those slides. So he had mentioned, he's like, this pool is smaller than the pool at Pop Century. I'm like, yes, but there's like more pools, like they're spread out. So um, I, I think they were good. We did another day where we went to the main pool right by the lobby and we enjoyed that one as well. Um, I just think that they're, they're different. I think it depends on what you're looking for. And your, your kids, kids ages. Into, yeah. Yeah. I, I think if your kids aren't into giant like water slides, then like that feature at a deluxe or moderate may not really matter to you. Yeah. The value resort pools might be better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we've kind of a laid back morning at Magic Kingdom, a pool mm-hmm. day at Saratoga, any evening plans? So we decided to, we made dinner in our room again. Um, so we were trying to take advantage of the kitchen a little bit. 
And then my sister, my brother-in-law took our son to Hollywood Studios. And the rest of our group wasn't really feeling like going to the park. I think originally we were all going to go to Hollywood Studios, but we didn't really feel like that. So my mom, my husband, myself, and my daughter went to Disney Springs. We wanted to go do a little bit of looking around and things like that. We took the bus because the boat was not running. So we actually had to take the bus, which I thought was a little bit of a, a bummer because it's like you're so close, but yet you're like so far away <laughs> when you have to take <laughs> right, the bus. Right. Um, so we did that and we wanted to do a little bit of shopping and things like that. I will tell you, it was a madhouse, like busy. I it's believe the busiest it. I've ever seen it. To the point where we walked to like a couple stores and I was like, I'm done. Ah, uh, Disney it Springs makes me uncomfortable in the evening. And I don't mm-hmm. get let I don't get that way easily, but Disney Springs always does it. And it, the evenings there just get wild. Yeah. So I don't blame you. Especially if you had a did you have the three year old with you? Yes. Yeah. It's it can be overwhelming. And then you're like mm-hmm. trying to push a stroller in that chaos. Yeah, so we went to World of Disney. We wanted to look around there. It was so packed in there. You couldn't hardly walk through. So then we kind of made our way to like the the end where you can take the walkway to Saratoga. We went through like the Christmas shop and we went to Basin, the Basin store and did a little bit of shopping in there. And then I I was like, I'm just going to walk back to Saratoga because I don't want to walk back through that crowd to go back to the bus. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) that's kind of what we did. It was dark by now, but it was really well lit to walk back. And there was a lot of people walking um, that way. And so um, but when we were shopping, a couple of the workers told me this is like the busiest it's been since Christmas here. Um, They said they hadn't seen it that busy in a really long time. So I think it was just like not a smart decision on our part to go like on an evening on Memorial Day. A, weekend. a holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Lesson it was learned. Really busy, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. So we headed back. Okay. So the next day, what are we, what are we doing? We have a park day. We do, but because this was Memorial Day, we wanted to take some like real rest time in the morning. We tried kind of wanted to go at a slower pace um, especially towards the end of the trip, which is part of the reason we took a longer trip. So we didn't feel like we had to go really crazy every day. So, yeah, you don't have to be rush, rush, rush because you have so many mm-hmm. days. So we, um, my husband, this was the morning that we took our kids to the main pool at Saratoga in the morning. And that pool doesn't open until 10 and it's actually like locked. So that was actually good because people weren't able to go in and like pre-reserve their seats with towels and things in the morning, mm-hmm. which was good. So we went in right when it kind of opened at 10 and we were able to get a good seat and it wasn't very busy like the first hour. So we kind of spent some time at the pool letting the kids swim and stuff like that. And then we headed back and kind of rested in the afternoon. Um, and then in the evening, we originally had like a dinner date scheduled at Magic Kingdom. So we were going to go to be our guest, but we had decided instead of tying up our whole evening at a dining reservation, we wanted to actually like kind of like get snacks and walk around and do some stuff kind of just us two. So we actually canceled that reservation and just went to Magic Kingdom kind of on like a little, like a little date. So it was just you and your husband who got, Mm -hmm. oh, that's so nice. 
Yeah, and so we went to Magic Kingdom, and it's so funny when there's only two people how much more you can do. Isn't it so different? It's like night and day when mm-hmm. you go with your whole family versus just one other person. I like mm-hmm. I very rarely get to go with just my husband. And I'm like this is the greatest thing ever because <laughs> it's not yes. it's not something I'm used to doing. It was great. So we went we went and got the spring rolls from the spring roll cart. We have never had those before so we wanted to try the we got one of the cheeseburger and one of the like pastrami right outside of Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we picked those up and those were really good. We went and rode Haunted Mansion because we can't ride that with our kids. They're scared <laughs> of it. So um, we went and rode that. Um, we went and rode Pirates. And then after that, we rode Jungle Cruise, which is another one I don't feel like we get to do very often. The line is always so long. It is. So, yeah. Um, we went and did that one. Our skipper on that was so, he was great. Like I hadn't done that ride in a while and I forgot how like fun (laughs) they can be if you get a good skipper or so. So you guys are really knocking stuff out. Just the two of you. Are you, yes. are you using DAS? Are you using Genie Plus? We were using DAS. Um, since, since the DAS is for myself, we were able to utilize that, um, for these rides. Did you, how were Crutz, since you're, I mean, it's Magic Kingdom, which is always the park that sells out first, and it's a holiday. How were were crowds looking? So that's, I had a note to mention that it was really slow and I was shocked. Um, It was really quiet and the ride times were pretty low. Wow. And it just like, it just wasn't very busy. And I didn't, I was like, it's Memorial Day. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, you know, but. I don't know if it's because like locals, people had to work the next day or something like that. But it was it was really quiet, which I thought was really surprising. That is surprising. After that, we went over and got a pepper jack pretzel from the Cheshire Cafe. We like that snack. Um, It's just kind of like one of those random things we like to pick up. So we did that. And then we decided to go ride the People Mover um and do that we were stuck on that several times it <laughs> started and stopped several times and so that took a while um because that's kind of a long ride to begin with so um we rode that and then the plan was to go over to Epcot because it was extended evening hours that night for deluxe resort guests right so since you've moved over to Saratoga you get mm-hmm. access to these extended evening hours um and they do them just it's not every night or anything Mm -hmm. but you can find on the website which parks and so where was it being held at on this evening so it was at epcot this night okay and so originally my mom was going to bring the kids and meet us but she said they were kind of tired we knew it was going to be late so she actually stayed back and didn't meet us over there but my sister and her husband headed over to epcot to try to meet up over there. Um, and so we were pushing it. Like we were trying to get there before fireworks started and it was getting really close after we got stuck on the people mover that took some time. And then we made it over to, so we took the express monorail and then switched at the TTC to get on the Epcot monorail. And once we got on the Epcot monorail, they told us that they had to do like maintenance on it, like halfway through the ride. So they stopped the monorail. Oh no. Yeah, so that took a little bit longer than normal as well. So we didn't get into Epcot till like 8.45. So we were like 
booking it as fast as we could. Um, we were trying to make it to the food booths before they closed. We hadn't really like ate anything other than a couple of snacks. And so um, we were trying to make it back there as fast as we could. We made it to the farmer's feast booth like right before it closed. And so we got a couple of the things they had there. They had like a pork tenderloin dish. Um, so you just grabbed what you grabbed what you could before it, before yeah. all the booths shut down. It definitely probably wasn't super fresh because they were about to close. But and then we also got the sweet corn like creme brulee, which we were not a big fan of. It was <laughs> okay. kind of odd for us texture wise. But the pork tenderloin that we got was really good. So we were able to grab that and we found a place to kind of sit. And by this time, the fireworks were just starting. So we kind of watched that at kind of the entrance to World Showcase area. And um, we did that. And then once the fireworks were over, like the extended evening hours technically start. Um, So we decided to head towards Frozen, which I found interesting. It was still 60 minutes like throughout the entire like extended evening hours it still had a really long line interesting okay i was gonna ask um how crowds were looking for the extended evening hours it sounds like it was i thought it was busy pretty busy because it was after nine so like they were scanning you know you could not get in line unless you were a deluxe resort guest and so i felt like it was still pretty busy um for that and so we were still able to get like a dash return time for that. So that was good. We didn't have to um, be in the line necessarily for that. Um, so we rode frozen and then we had this debate of like, do we walk all the way to Remy's or do we not? Um, we decided not to, we decided to stay kind of towards the front of the park. Um, my sister and her husband had made it as well. And they actually, so I did get this 6 PM virtual queue drop for guardians that way if anybody in our group wanted to write it and i wasn't sure how that would go they do do another drop if you are doing the extended hours you can do another virtual queue they do another drop for the virtual queue for that yep and so um, my sister and her husband they did go ride guardians we didn't really feel like writing it that late at night um And so we went and went through like the creation shop and stuff like that. But we just were pretty tired at this point. And I would say the thing about extended evening hours at Epcot is that the rides are also spread out. Like I feel like you have to pick just a couple if you're going to do it because I just don't feel like you can make it back and forth across the park several times within that two hour window. And the other thing about Epcot with the extended evening hours is like they shut everything down. That's not a ride. So there was no like places other than in creation shop. There was nowhere to buy water or anything like that. And I thought that was really strange. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. So it's just a few rides. You felt the lines were still kind of long or it's just rides. I should say you felt Mm -hmm. the lines were still kind of long and there Mm -hmm. nothing else was open. Not really. So especially in world showcase, like everything back there was closed. There was nothing open. So um, I just feel like it's harder to do that at Epcot versus like a different. What were the hours? Like how much later did it stay open for deluxe guests? So it was two hours. So it was nine to 11. Is And if Frozen's open. an hour, I mean, that's mm-hmm. half of your time right there. Like if you want to ride Frozen and Guardians, that's, that's it. probably going to take up most of your two hours. Yep. So 
we just decided after that to kind of make our way out. Um, since we weren't on a Skyliner, this was new for us. We had to go to the bus stop at the front of Epcot. And so we made our way over that way. And so we headed out like a little bit after 10 and it was still pretty busy. I feel like when we left, but we were, we were ready and we kind of saw what we wanted to see. So, okay. All right. So not a rave review for the extended evening hours for deluxe resorts, but you did get to do a couple of things. Yeah. Um, okay. So day 10, are you guys doing a park on this day? This was originally supposed to be a off day, um, and it was for most of the family. So in the morning, we had a breakfast reservation at Grand Floridian Cafe um, at 10 o'clock. So we went over there. It was just um, my family and my sister and brother-in-law. My parents decided that they did not want to go they were resting and kind of hanging out at the resort so which was fine so we drove my sister decided to take disney transportation so they took a bus to magic kingdom and then they took a boat from magic kingdom to grand floridian is how they got there so we all could not fit in one car so they had to they had to do that um so yeah we went to grand floridian i always like to visit there i don't think i would like to stay there um personally but i like to visit so we went over that way looked around we had dinner i think their breakfast is pretty good there um i think the price point is pretty decent for like a sit-down breakfast at disney so at grand floridian cafe Mm -hmm. so we've ate there a couple times and it's been a good experience each time we went so we we did that and then we headed back to the resort we did some pool time some resting, that type of thing. Um, and then in the like early afternoon, evening, we went with our kids to Hollywood Studios. We ended up making a park reservation to do that. And then the rest of our family decided to go to Disney Springs. So my parents had a, they made a second reservation at the boathouse because they really liked it and they wanted to go back. So they kind of went on a date to the boathouse and then my sister and brother-in-law went to Disney Springs and kind of did their kind of did their own little thing there as they well. They fought the Disney so. Springs madness. Now, did they say anything about the crowds there? Was it as bad for them as it was the evening before? Yeah, so they said it wasn't nearly as busy as the the weekend. So I think it had kind of slowed down a little bit, um, which is good for them. I just realized that I'm just not much of a Disney Springs person. I think, and so. I I prefer to like go to the parks or hang out at the resorts, but they they went and they really liked it, so they were able to go do some shopping and stuff like that. So, so what were you guys doing over at Hollywood Studios? Yeah, so we got there around like four thirty or so. It was pretty warm, so we were like, let's do some stuff that's more indoors for a while before you know let it cool down a little bit. So we went and ate dinner at Backlot Express. Um, we kind of went over there. We got like the Wookiee cookie, which our kids really liked. They they thought that was like a fun treat. We went and did Frozen Sing Along. We've never done that show, but our daughter loves Frozen. I was just so. going to say, you have a three-year-old. Does she love Frozen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really funny. I liked it. Um, our son, when we went in, he was like, you know, being an eight-year-old boy, he was like, this is not going to be good. You know, and then he got like really into it. He thought it was fun as well. So I thought that was kind of cute that, you know, it kind of converted him as the show went on. So 
um, we did that. And then we had a, a return time to ride Runaway Railway. Um, so we we rode that. The kids love that ride. The Goofy Train. Um, yes, the Goofy Train. Um, and then we did, I think we rode Slinky Dog after this. Um, we had gotten a return time. So we had kind of just did a little bit of like walking around and looking at some stores and stuff, waiting for that that time to come up. Um, and then after that, we headed back to the room. That was, that was all we were going to do. So this was the night that I wanted, we went and I was like, I want to watch Fantasmic. And there was only one showing that night, um, at like nine or nine 30. I can't remember exactly. And, um, everybody was just really tired. My husband was like, I'll take the kids to the room and you can stay and watch Fantasmic. I know you want to watch it, but I just was like, no, I don't. I don't know if I want to do it by myself. It's, you know? Yeah, it is, it's different going alone. I've done it alone. It's yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah. So we did not watch it, but that's okay because it gives us something to look forward to next the time. next time we go. Yeah. So, um, and I think like it's just that that so we don't really go to that side of the park very much because we don't ride Tower of Terror and we don't, you know, so it's like. It just seems like it's such a trek to get back there. I think if it was closer, like everybody probably would have bought in and like stayed for it. But like everybody was thinking the thought of just having to make that big walk back there and then wait in the lines. They just didn't really want to do it. So it'll happen next time. Yeah. Okay. So, so is the next day your your last day? Yeah. So it wasn't supposed to be our last park day, but it did end up being our last park day on the 31st. Um, we had Hollywood Studios in the morning and Magic Kingdom in the evening. So we got up and got around. We headed to Hollywood Studios. We had a DAS pre-selection to ride Slinky Dog. So we went and did that. Our three-year-old, after riding it, the night before decided she did not want to ride it again. It was a little too intense <laughs> for her. So she you know, she's brave out. three and riding slinky dog. That's mm -hmm. she's pretty brave. She did not want to ride it. So my parents waited with her and we did a rider swap. So my mom could ride with my son a second time. So we did that. And then we headed to galaxy's edge and we got, uh, the breakfast Ronto wraps and, um, a couple of snacks, a blue milk for my son. Um, in galaxy's edge and then we wanted to go ride star tours we hadn't ridden that and so we wanted to do that we went and rode that we with my dad and his scooter that was interesting how they like get you they take you around to the exit and so i went with him and we went and actually got on the ride through the exit and the rest of our party met us on the ride which was interesting um after that, we went into Tatooine Traders. We had done on a previous trip um, the like kids build your own lightsaber there with my son, and he had built um, a lightsaber. And while we were at home, he, he they actually broke one of the blades on them because they're plastic. So I had thought to go in there and just ask them, like, can I buy a replacement blade for this? And so I kind of went in and explained that to them, and they actually just gave us a replacement blade, which I thought was really nice. Oh, that's um, great. They were like, what color was it? And all this stuff. So we told them and they just gave us the, the piece, you know, to go in there. So I thought that was really nice. Um, so we get we got that. And then we decided to make lunch reservations. Um, so we made a reservation to eat at Hollywood Brown Derby. And we were able to get a time like that morning to go eat there. So 
we ate there with my parents, my sister and brother-in-law. They were kind of, they went and rode Tower of Terror and did their own thing. They didn't want to go sit down. So we ate at Hollywood Brown Derby and we thought that was good. And everybody liked what they had. And it was nice to just sit down and be in the air conditioning for a little bit. Um, so we did that. And then after that, my husband wanted to go to Launch Bay because he hadn't been over there in a couple of trips. And so we kind of waited um, for him kind of around the front of the park. And he decided to go back and walk through Launch Bay. And he had said that he was a little disappointed because he l- remembers they used to have like more stuff in there. And now it's literally just like the couple of character lines and there's not really anything else in there. Oh, interesting. I haven't been in there in a while. I'll have to check that mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Because previously, I thought of it as like a mini Star Wars museum. Yes. And he kind of said there wasn't really much in there anymore. There wasn't any like gift shop type things or anything. So he was really only gone like 10 minutes because he didn't want to wait in line to meet any of the characters. So he was like, I just kind of walked through and that was that. He said there wasn't really much in there to check out. So, so yeah, we went and went back to the resort, took a break. Um, We had like a big evening planned in Magic Kingdom. So we took kind of a longer break. We had a Skipper Canteen reservation for seven o'clock. So we did not head to the parks until around six-ish. And this was a reservation where I had two tables of four. And when I went to check in, they told us like, you guys aren't going to be able to be sat together, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, But it is what it is. And so we were like four tables away so we could see each other. But you know, couldn't talk to each other or anything. So um, we had dinner there. We've ate there before. I think for what it is, it's a good place to eat in Magic Kingdom because there's not a lot of great options. Um, and everybody, ten- they did like what they had and stuff like that. It is definitely a lot slower service there. I just feel like they get really busy um, at that place, but we really like it. So we did that. Um, it was often on raining this day in the evening so we had kind of our ponchos and our umbrellas and stuff and we went over and rode big thunder in the rain which was kind of fun um because it was like getting dark and it was raining out so we did that and then we decided we would try to watch like happily ever after but not in the massive sea of people so um we didn't have a ton of time to get over that way so we went like the back way around the back of the castle and around because we didn't want to try to cross the hub. So we went that way. My husband and my son actually stopped off and they went in to fill our magic because my son did not want to watch the fireworks. And so that we split off from them. And then we kind of went all the way around and found a spot on the bridge that heads towards like teacups. Um, so we had like a partial view of the castle. Um, and but it was good because we weren't in a very crowded area at all. We were kind of on the bridge where they weren't letting people like crowd in there. They were making it stay mostly open. So uh, we watched Happily Ever After from there and that was really great. Uh, my dad hadn't gotten to see it yet because he missed the dessert party. So he was able to watch it. Um, and then after that, we headed over and rode Winnie the Pooh. And so we all kind of met back up and rode Winnie the Pooh. Um, And then after this, my parents were ready to go back to the room and rest. So they headed out. And so then it was just us and my sister and brother-in-law. We went and rode the Speedway, Tomorrowland Speedway cars. And so we did that. And then 
we went and rode People Mover. And then after that, so this evening was the extended evening hours for Magic Kingdom. So it was open from 11 to 1, which is I'm curious to hear how this one was compared to Epcot. Yes. So I think the park, by the time we got off Winnie the Pooh, the park was closing around that time. Um, we also had gotten ice cream after Winnie the Pooh. So it took a little time to do that. And then that's when the group kind of split up. Um, I did get a Tron boarding group at 6 p.m. to ride that during extended evening hours. Um, so we rode People Mover. And then after this point, it was still raining quite a bit. And so we had kind of made the decision to have my husband take our three-year-old back to the room because we knew that like she wasn't going to be able to make it that late in the evening. So I called a minivan for them. And that way he didn't have to manage the three-year-old and the stroller on the bus oh, yeah. by himself. Yeah. So <laughs> that could be brutal. He, yeah. So um, we called the minivan. So he headed out to the front of the park and met the minivan driver. He said that was really great. Like he helped him with all the stuff and all that. So, and that's what we like about minivans is because they have the car seats. It just makes it so easy when you have like younger kids. Yep. And if you were to just call a regular lift he'd have to go to ticket and transportation mm -hmm. at Magic Kingdom, which is terribly inconvenient. <laughs> but minivans yes. will come right up like where the buses are. They really, it's like pick up mm -hmm. right there, which is great. Yeah. So it was good. So they were able to make it back. So they got back to the room. I would say it was probably like 1130 or like a little, maybe 1145. So it was still pretty late. Um, and so we, after they split off, it was just myself, my son, my sister and brother-in-law, and they had went and rode Space Mountain. Um, and we were looking through like the Tron gift shop and stuff like that. Um, and so, and then we were waiting for our Tron boarding group to get called and we thought it would be like pretty soon, but they were just like really like every five or 10 minutes, they would only add like one boarding group. And so I feel like it was taking a while even though it was still in extended evening hours. Um, so we had actually went up under the, like the Tron canopy cause it was raining. And so we decided to just kind of hang out there for a little while and see how quickly our group was going to get called. Um, in hindsight, we probably should have went and did something else because it took a lot longer than we thought, but you know, with the rain and stuff, we just decided to hang out there for a while. So we did that. And then, um, my son did not want to ride Tron. So we, went up and got like, um, well, we converted like the DAS to like a lightning lane and then we did the rider switch as well. So that whole process of riding Tron took a while between the rider switch and all of that. Um, so my sister and my brother-in-law rode first and then she rode with me the second time. So um, we were able to do that and it was, so that was my first time riding it at this point. It was to the end of the trip and I was like, I want to ride this, so we're gonna get on. Um, so, and like, we had already kind of talked about our thoughts on that, but, um, it was still really busy for being like one in the morning. I was really surprised. And so we got out of Tron, it was probably like 1245 and my son really wanted to ride seven doors mine train one last time on the trip. So we headed that way and headed to ride that. And we got in line for that, um, right before they closed the lines at one o'clock. How did that wait look with extended evening and getting in right at the very end? How was that wait? It was wait? still, I think it was posted like a 45 or 50 minute wait, even though we were able to get a return time for it. So that did help. Um, but even like the lightning lane was still 
kind of backed up, which I thought was surprising. So it was still a pretty long wait. And I was surprised, you know, for being as late as it was, Magic Kingdom was still pretty busy. Um, the like fantasy land in those areas felt pretty empty towards the end. But once you got on the main street, there was still a lot of people there. Yeah, that's um, where everybody hangs out at the end of the yeah. night <laughs> as on Main Street. So, yeah. So we, after Seven Doors Mine Train, we headed up to the front of the park and we headed out to the buses. And the buses for the deluxe resorts were so long. The lines were really long, which I was, like I said, I was kind of surprised by, but I guess not. Like, I guess it makes sense because like everybody wants to stay for those later hours and they were bringing like a ton of buses in for all those resorts, but it was, it was pretty uh, surprising to me. How, how long, long did it take you to get back? Like what time did you make it back to the room? It was, I don't think we got back to the room until close to two o'clock by the time we late done. night. Um, yes. So we were really tired, but our son, he, he hung in there. He's a trooper. He was, he was a trooper, but it was so by the time we got in line, I think it took three buses to get on the bus. And I mean, they packed each of those buses really full. Um, but we made it back. We were all really tired. But I think it I think extended evening hours at Magic Kingdom was well worth it because there's a lot more rides and they had kept a lot of the stuff on main street open during that time too. That's what I find interesting. I think with Epcot, because there are just fewer rides. And it's such a big footprint. So to like walk mm -hmm. from one thing to the other and you just have fewer rides, um, maybe not as worth it. Whereas Magic Kingdom, there's a ton of stuff and it's, you know, rides are right next to each other. Just easier mm -hmm. to get from one thing to the other. Yep. Yep. So that was the evening. So the next day was our last like full day as a family. And we originally planned on going to Animal Kingdom this morning. Um, everyone was so tired from the night before we had all kind of said, we're not going to do that. Like we're going to sleep in. And, uh, my family was all flying out this day. So they flew out the day before us. And so they had to get up and pack their, their stuff and things like that. So we really just took a slow morning. We were thinking like, maybe we'll go later in the day or something like that. Um, but everyone was really tired. So we just kind of took that time to kind of just relax and do those kinds of things. So my family packed up, they had to head out, they were using mirrors, um, transportation to get back and forth to the airport. So they had to be at the lobby and like around one o'clock. So yeah, so we decided that we kind of wanted to just take it easy the rest of the time. We, it's one of those things where we knew that we had a park ticket and maybe we should use it, but we also knew that like everyone was getting tired. It was the end of the trip. So we decided to just kind of take it an easy day. We actually like rented a movie and watched a movie in our villa, which was nice. And then we made a dinner reservation for Kona Cafe just to kind of get out a little bit and go eat dinner. So um, that was just our family of four. So we drove over to the Polynesian and had dinner there. And I've actually never ate there. And we really liked it. Um, the food was great. And the kids enjoyed kind of what their options were. We had some sushi and stuff like that. So we enjoyed that. And then after dinner, we headed downstairs and got Dole Whips um, from the little stand at the Polynesian. So we did that. And then we went back to the resort. It was actually raining, um, but the pools were still open. And my son 
wanted to do a little bit of swimming for the last night of vacation. So I had taken him to the pool and then um, my husband and daughter just kind of relaxed in the room and we packed our stuff up and got ready to leave the next morning. And then you had a long drive home. Yes. (laughs) All right. So what, what's your biggest tip or takeaway for somebody going with, you know, a big group like this with extended family? Mm -hmm. What's your advice? I would say a couple of things. One, to stay flexible because it definitely isn't going to go the way you have it planned in your head and um, things are going to come up. And then two, it just, with a larger group, it takes so much longer to do something and get something done that you just have to plan extra time with a larger group of even just like parking the stroller and getting everyone together to go get on a ride. That all takes a lot longer. And so, you know, we just, if we were able to do three or four things in like a morning, I felt like that was good for our group because we just had a lot of people to keep together. Yep. 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 I've been there. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Are you guys planning another trip or are you holding off for a little bit? Um, We're tentatively planning another trip. Um, We have some friends that want to go in November so we may join them. Um, my husband really wants to go to Disneyland. So that's where he wants to go the next time that's that's on his list. So we'll see where we end up after that. Okay. You had a ton of really great info on this one. So thank you so much for sharing your trip with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Sharissa for being on the show and sharing her giant, huge trip to Disney World with us. If you're interested in being on the show, there's a link in the show notes where you can leave me a voicemail message. I do have one more trip report coming up next week, um, but I will also be in the parks next week. So if you want to follow along, probably the easiest way to do that would be Instagram. I'll be posting live on stories. We're going to be doing Epcot after hours. We're going to be decorating a cake, a Mickey Dome cake. We're going to be doing a Lego minifig build. So lots of fun stuff coming up next week. So I hope to see you guys in the parks.